We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I don't often do this. I don't think of myself as a beggar. I don't think of myself as someone that's desperate. But I am about to go on hands and knees, and I'm going to beg. And I'm going to beg as nicely as I can, as respectfully as I can. I'm going to put my hands together. I'm going to look into the camera, even though we're not on TV till 4 o'clock. And I'm going to, as nicely as I can, like I'm a child, I'm going to ask David Stearns a favor. David Stearns, can you get me a stick? Just one stick. That's all I need. One stick. One bat. One human being in this lineup that's a professional. A stick. That's it. This is no longer four months ago where I'm begging for Otani or Yamamoto or five new players or six new players or this or that. No, 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 no. You've gotten Evan on January 30th to be just a little simple man. I'm just asking for a stick. I need a stick. Because this morning, when the stick I wanted, Justin Turner signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, a part of me died. Small part of me, but a part of me died. A part of me said, I wanted that stick. Like, that's the stick I wanted. But right now, today, on January 30th at 2.02 p.m. Eastern Time, I come hat in hand. I don't have a hat. But a hat in hand. And I simply say, get me a stick. I want a stick so that in two and a half weeks when spring training starts, I can convince myself the Mets have a shot. I can rationalize, hey, we can surprise some people. Hey, we can have a fun season. And all I need, the only thing I need to help me get there, Mr. Stearns, is a stick. One stick. One simple stick. I don't care if that stick is J.D. Martinez. I don't care if that stick is Jorge Soler. I don't give a rat's ass who the stick is anymore. I need a stick so that when I sit here with Tiki Barber and Sean Morash and with America, that I could at least, with a straight face, 
create a scenario where the Mets are good and the Mets are competitive and 2024 is not a waste of time. So here I am. You see me, Sean? I'm on my knees. You see it? Tall on your knees. I am. I'm a tall near. <laughs> Please, David Stearns. Please, Stevie Cohen. One stick. One stick. One stick. That's it. I don't need much else. Would I like a lefty reliever? Sure. Would I like another star? Absolutely. But guess what? You got me desperate on January 30th. It's like famine and I'm hungry. It's like I'm in the Sahara needing a glass of water. One stick. Get me a stick so I can rationalize that 2024 is going to be fun. With that said, how you doing, Sean? Evan, Evan, Evan. My dog always asks for a stick. And you know what happens after he gets it in the backyard? He comes in and goes wee-wee on the carpet anyway. <laughs> so what is that? Is that me? Yeah, the Mets are going to go wee-wee on the carpet no matter what stick they add from this point forward. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to go from 81 or 82 wins to guess what? 81 or 82 wins, whether you added Soler or whether you added Justin Turner or whether you add J.D. Martinez. If you're on your hands and knees begging for a stick now on January 30th, it's already too late, buddy. The good sticks are, are gone. It doesn't matter. You don't need another it, stick. Wait, 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 Your on. season's inevitable from this point forward. First of all, you can't tell me it doesn't matter. Of course I can. Or you did. can't tell me that Mark Viento 600 times or DJ Stewart 600 times, who will play anyway, by the way. Don't forget Joey Wendell. Joey, whatever. That's different. <laughs> that that doesn't matter as compared to get a real major league bat. There's a difference. And look, I understand this because I will say this in two and a half weeks. So I'll give you a little preview today. The New York Mets are going to need a lot of things to go well to compete in 2024. I admit that. I own that. Uh-huh. They're going to need a lot of things to go right. If you add one stick, you need one less thing to go right. So, yeah, you're still going to need a lot to happen for this team to be competitive slash good this upcoming season. But you at least cross one thing off the list. And they need to do that, and they haven't done it yet. And the reason why today I'm getting a little nervous is that the guy I wanted is gone. Evan, whether they added another stick from this point forward or not, what is the team from last year that you were going to point to all season long on thinking the Mets could be? I'm going to probably say the name Arizona Diamondbacks a few times. Okay. So when you look up and down the Met lineup and roster, do the Mets have Pete Alonso? Yeah. Do they have Francisco Alvarez? Do you expect to take another step? I I certainly hope so. Lindor? Yeah. Okay. Is Marte coming back? I mean, he better. He's one of those questions that need to be answered. Some of these young guys like Vientos, who you all salivated for last year, sticking around. All right, Evan, the point, Nimbo's still on the team making a ton of money? Mm -hmm. Okay, Evan, with those guys, you should have no problem being the Diamondbacks already. You should have enough. Now, you never have enough, but you should have enough in what the Mets and Mets ownership told you they were doing, which was, we're not going to go crazy. We're not going to go all in. So signing Justin Turner for one year or Solaire for a quick year, that doesn't change the inevitable outcome of the season, which is a ceiling that is the Arizona Diamondbacks. And if you really need that professional stick so bad, mm-hmm. you figure out a way at the trade deadline. Well, to get no, no, no. But hold on. The ceiling of the Diamondbacks was the World Series. Like, don't act like okay. that's a bad ceiling. They well, got, but the they point got is, to the world. If you're telling me I'm dancing in October this year, I you, think I'd be okay. Now, the Mets didn't get Justin Turner today. Right, right. Had the Mets gotten Justin Turner, would your inevitable thought be, hey, look at the Diamondbacks last year? You're still going to have that thought anyway, so who are you kidding? Yeah, but it takes more rationalizations and more to break right. That's the difference. Like, 
The Mets in this upcoming season, and I've accepted this. I know a lot of Mets fans have it. I understand there's a lot of Mets fans out there that are bitter at this owner, bitter at David Stearns. We needed a lot, lot more. And I understand that. I was never one of those guys. I simply said, Joe is like that. Yes, I talked to him about it. He's pissed off at Stearns and Cohen. I looked at it as go hard for the stars. If you don't get them, pivot on short-term deals in which you're trying to win now, but you're also setting yourself up for the future. And they've half done that. They've done that in the rotation. Like, they haven't committed long-term in their well, rotation. But and they I'm had to also. They need five guys to start okay, every well, five days. I think they need to at DH. I think they need to with one more bat in this lineup. And so, to be Arizona or to be a good team, to be a competitive team, what you need are less questions. You need more answers. Yeah. And if you add a professional bat, you're getting another answer. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're favorites in the NL East and signing Turner or J.D. Martinez would do that, but it makes them better. There's no denying that yeah. makes them better. And all I want as we sit here a month into this year is I want the team to be good. I don't want to be bored out of my mind in the middle of June thinking about next year. All, and the way to do that is to get better. All that one-year deal for whoever it might have been, and maybe still will be. We'll see what happens with J.D. Martinez does, is give you Met fans a scapegoat when something inevitably goes wrong in the season. And you know what I'm talking about. What does that mean? Look, I know— Scapegoat who? I know he sucks. Yeah. And I know that he doesn't represent fat America the way I would have liked. But Daniel Vogelbach was your scapegoat last year. And it ignored the fact that Marte couldn't stay healthy. You still had that long stretch early, although he had a great year after that with Lindor. I'm sorry. It's on the stars of this team now, the guys who have gotten paid, where you shouldn't need that stick, and you should be able to sprinkle in the young guys for all these at-bats and see what you are, because this is a year to see where the Mets are going going forward. Hold on, hold on. I want to throw this right out the window, because this is the thing David Stern says, and now you're repeating his talking points. This idea, No, no, but he's wrong about, respectfully, he's wrong about this. The Mets can develop their young players and create opportunities for their young players while also adding a designated hitter. Like right now, the Mets' left field situation is Brandon Nimmo. Their center field situation is Harrison Bader, and Starling Marte is going to play right field. Well, guess what? Sounds like runs. Yeah, sounds like three guys, not Nimmo the last two years, guys who get hurt, which means you're going to have to go to the depth of your outfield, which means DJ Stewart Mm -hmm. is probably going to play a lot, which means he's not your DH, which means Mark Vientos, who's now penciled in as like a platoon at DH with DJ Stewart, he's your everyday DH. But wait a second. What if Brett Beatty struggles against left-handers? What if it turns into a platoon at third base? There's room to play Vientos. Let Beatty work through the struggles. Hold on a sec. You can do all of that while adding a bat. Like this idea that it a needs bat- to be a thirteen million dollar Justin Turner bat. Yes, yeah. You want to know why? Because he could play third base or DH. Like it doesn't take away a- who's who is adding Turner, who's now gone, right. or Soler and JD taking that bats away from. Who's he taking that bats away from? Well, if you want to give Vientos and Beatty as many at bats as possible, they're going to get them either way. Well, clearly they're not going to get as many if Turner's in oh, a lot of Oh, stop it. Day. They're going to get 400-plate appearances Evan. either way. This is such BS that David this, Stearns is claiming no. that you're repeating that this is somehow taking that bats grasping. away from guys. You're not grasping what this year is about. For What's this year about? This year is, hey, if we happen to have a surprise year and everybody hits all the ifs that you've talked about, yeah. then great. But this year is about, we have our internal stars that we've paid. Let's see if we pay Pete. But we have a bunch of young bats. You hope Alvarez turns into a big one this year. Get them as many at-bats as possible. And if you lose games as a result, 
you lose games. But you need to develop the talent, not go backwards and sign a 39-year-old Justin Turner. It's not Turner. going backwards, though. See, you can do... For 13 do... mil? What? Find out about the 6 mil. You can do both. The idea that Turner is C being a young player was never true. It's not true. It's not the case. Well, you the just Mets are going to have plenty of at-bats available for Mark Vientos, for eventually Drew Gilbert, for Luis Angel Acuna, for any young player that comes up here, I can promise you this, they will play. So what the Mets are trying to do, what I have bought in on, is develop the youth while trying to win at the same time. And they've sort of done that in the rotation. You need to finish the job with a bat. And so to now say adding a bat takes away those app, it's BS. It's, and then the other thing you're telling me is you're going to suck either way. What are you like? You are going to suck anyway. What do you know the future? I, I know the obvious future. I know what the – I'm doing what – or I'm going with the mindset of what Stearns, what Cohen and everybody's laid out. They haven't said we're going to suck either they way. They have used the word suck, but they've told you we're not going to be great. No, we're not well, going to be great. David Stearns basically said, I think we could be a playoff team. Yeah. He hasn't said okay, we're not going to be and great. And guess what? With expansion and playoffs, that doesn't mean you're going to be great. By the way, get to the playoffs. Like, okay. Don't minimize making the playoffs because there's extra teams making it. Neither Evan, team made it last you're year. You're the first one talking about don't be stupid about a long-term deal with Pete Alonso, right? You've said that numerous times. Because I've said what? Don't be stupid about a long-term. Don't just give Pete Alonso the moon because you want to give Pete Alonso the moon. You've said this. Uh, have I really said that? I well, when I that. said you write Pete Alonso <laughs> the blank shit, your point was you be, you be smart baseball-wise. Don't outbid yourself. I don't have to do that yet. At some point, okay. I may give him the moon. All right. Yeah. There's still a money factor here. $13 million for one year is a lot of money for oh, Justin Oh, stop Turner. it. You don't think Gio Urshela is going to sign for six points? For sign him to play first base. Oh, you want me to sign Gio Urshela? Well, Why, just so you can make fun of the Mets signing another Yankee scrap? Well, I mean, it's is part, that of it. that's, that's part of it. But the point is... I don't want to hear about money, by the way. That's I See, that I don't want to hear about. We have a billionaire owner. And we're not talking about a 10-year contract for $800 million. But if you, but we're if talking you about commit, a one-year deal. But if you commit $13 million, $14 million, $15 million, as opposed to half of that, yeah. then you're committing to he should be the everyday DH, which, by the way, he's going to play every day with the Blue Jays. That's fine. Turner. That's fine. He would but that's the other. point. Fiento should be getting these at-bats every day. He can't get at-bats either way. This is such crap. Because you're assuming injury. No, I, I'm oh, By the way, with Harrison Bader, probably smart. But nonetheless. I, I'm rightfully so assuming injury. And I'm also reminding the world, let's not forget, and this is for Yankee fans too, we can write down a lineup and we can write down a plan. It changes a million times. Of course it is. But you know is. what's not going to change? The Mets outcome. You're going from 81 wins to 81 wins. Or That's not true. 82 wins. That's not true. Whether you have Justin Turner on the stem That's or not. BS. It's not BS. A reliable bat. Now, Turner, I hate to use anymore because well, he's gone. What, do you gone. think you're going to gain six games in the standings by hitting Justin Turner? I think that J.D. Martinez has a 3,100 season and he's protecting Pete Alonso makes a bigger difference to than be, you're letting on. To be fair. It makes a bigger difference. To be fair. What? I agree with J.D. Martinez. He's a better player than Justin Turner. Okay. The but, argument's about Turner signing. Now, if, the, if you came in here and we found out that J.D. Martinez got a one-year, $8 million deal from the Orioles, I would tend to lean well, that Why way. would the money even matter? I think like, the money thir- does matter. First of all, they gave $13.5 million to Sean Manaya. Like, well, it's a pitcher. Okay, and it was a one-year deal because right. one-year deals can go away even if they suck. That's the beautiful part about a one-year deal. And here's the other thing that's great about a one-year deal. Let's say you're right. Let's say you're right. Let's say the Mets aren't any good. Yeah. Let's say the Mets are sitting there. Let's, eight say, games. let's say I'm right, like everybody else agrees in America. With what? That the Mets aren't going to be very good this year. Well, I don't know if everybody agrees with you, but let's say they're eight games under 500 and Justin Turner is having a good year. And then again, I don't want to use him. Jorge Soler is having a good year. Whomever. You could trade him. That's true. Right. So you can recoup it. What I want right now, and it ain't asking a lot. I'm not some irrational person today. I'm being real sane about this. What I simply want is a stick, a bat. 
because it makes them better. It gives them a better chance to be that surprise team in 2024. And that's where I've been dog trained. Because at the beginning of this offseason, all of us were sitting there pounding our chests. We got the billionaire owner. Mm-hmm. We're going after Yamamoto. We're going after Otani. And our all our game plans at the beginning of this offseason were a lot greater than what it's turned out to be. But they but told you they shouldn't have been greater. Oh, but, but fine. But they went after Yamamoto. They failed to get him, but they went right. after him. I'm a little skeptical on how far they went after Otani. Yeah. But nevertheless, they didn't get him. I've already pivoted to the point of, I just want a bat. Like, I'm not a- – am I asking for anything that irrational? I think – Anything crazy? I think – It's a bat. It's a stick. It's a one-year deal for a veteran. The team's – not that not that their lineup was complete. The team's biggest issue coming into the offseason was pitching, and they've done what they can with Manaya, with Severino, who was the jackass they got from the Brewers, whatever Adrian Hauser yes. is his name. Okay. He's not a jackass. Apologize. No, you know what? No. Well, what did he I'm do not going to you? What did he do to you? Because I have a feeling he's going to end up being a jackass. Okay, okay. The point is, your lineup should have enough if the young guys take oh, the next step. And you that. want them all to get the at-bats. They go and to get the, the end, at-bats. When they struggle, if they struggle, you let them go through their slumps. And in the end, you find the same magic pony ride, which is the Mets are nowhere near as good as the Braves and Phillies with or without J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, or Jorge Soler. So I'm sorry. You complaining that you need a stick. You weren't a 75-win team that's now missing out on being that 82-win team. You're still that mediocre See, team with or without. You may not want to admit this, but you're very similar to me, even if you don't want to say it today. You <laughs> root for some teams that suck. The New York Giants, they haven't exactly lit the world on fire. But going into a season... Don't you dare compare them to the Mets. Well, no, in this case I am. When you go into a season, they're actually very similar when you think about it. The Giants had that surprise year, made the playoffs, got eliminated, then they sucked. Mets kind of did the same thing. When you go into a season, all you want is the ability to convince yourself they can be good. You can't convince yourself of that already? I, it's tougher. With, it's tougher. I, look, I can do it, but it's tougher without a bat. It's an easier thing to rationalize if I'm penciling in J.D. Martinez protecting Pete Alonso. It's, it's, it's not- an easier thing. You can't act like it doesn't mean anything. Of course it means something. You're also acting as if the team is Pete Alonso and eight guys from the movie Major League. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying protecting Pete Alonso. Have you seen the guys that are protecting him? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Over the last few years, I understand that, but still, at the gut and core of this team. You have bats. So if you agree they have bats, why would you be against adding another one? Like, making you better. Giving you a better shot. It's not being against. It's the idea of you should thread the needle this year and not have anybody making $13 million a year that even if it takes a week's worth of that bats away from any of the young guys you're trying to develop on a year that should be so pivotal to figuring out who exactly these guys are. Don't tell me that Turner wouldn't take a bats, at-bats away from either Beatty, Vientos, etc. Those guys, when we know Alvarez is going to get the at-bats, should get as many at-bats this year as possible. I think I speak for the majority of Met fans. You want a stick, and you're demanding one. Or, believe it or not, is Sean Morash actually representing the majority of Met fans by saying it doesn't matter, we suck anyway? All class from a Met fan point of view. <laughs> We'll hear from you, 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free number, yes. I want to believe we're two and a half weeks away from spring training, and I want to go in there with optimism. I want to go in there with hope. And you're right, I'll find a way to twist myself into a pretzel and do that anyway, but it's a hell of a lot easier to do with a better lineup. They need to add a stick. I'm begging for a stick, or does it not matter they suck anyway? you know what, Tommy? Evan's always the first one to tell you mark the tapes, right? Yes, Whenever yes, he has a big prediction. Yeah. yeah. Mark these tapes that he's begging for a stick today so that on March 28th, when he predicts the Mets to win 83 wins anyway, <laughs> we have this. You know what I would say? They win 83 games, but if they had a stick, it'd be uh, 88 interesting, wins. Interesting. That's the difference. We'll get your calls next, 877-337-6666. And I'll be specific. Since it's not Justin Turner, what specific stick do I want? I always say this about the MLB offseason. Don't get mad at a calendar. Get mad when the guys you want are no longer available. So I would never get mad at, it's January 10th, what are we doing? No, I don't do that because, yeah, baseball offseason moves very slowly. It is what it is. I get mad when guys I want are no longer available. So today's January 30th, and MLB still has 125 available free agents. And some of those guys are big names. Blake Snell is still a free agent. Cody Bellinger is still a free agent. If you happen to be a Yankee fan or a Met fan or a Cardinal fan that wants one of those guys, I always say, don't get mad that it's January 30th. Get mad when that guy's no longer available. That's hysterical, by the way, that Bellinger's still a free agent. It's crazy, right? Because he was supposed to be right. Oh, if we don't get this guy, we better get Bellinger. No, I know. Hey, the Yankees get Soto, right? That's crazy. By the way, most of the free agents have something in common. Do you know what that is? Injury history. No, they're all represented by Scott Boris. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. So I haven't gotten mad in weeks because I don't get mad at a calendar. When I would sit there with friends in the Mets text chat, which you'll never be invited to, Sean, or on the Rico, I would always always say my number one choice was Justin Turner because he's a professional hitter, because he's very reliable. And because he has red hair. Because he has red hair, sure. We could throw that in there. Mm -hmm. Because of the full circle-ness of his time with the Mets and also because of his ability to play third base. So you could get Beatty, DH days, and whatever. So I preferred him. He's now gone. So I got a list. I got it in my bedroom. My wife always asks me, why are there men's names 
on the wall. I was like, this is my list. This is my list of targets. She allows you to hang that up? Yeah. She respects it. She understands it. Really? I'm a loser. That's right. So when I get back, because I left before this news came out, I'm going to cross out Justin Turner. And it's about like a whiteboard or actually in print? No, I print it out and then I put it up on a board. It's not a whiteboard. With thumbtacks? Uh, no, I use tape. Like, you know how you take that tape? It peels the paint. No, no, it's on like a wall, but it's got like a frame in front of it. You often see this at serial killers' houses as well. <laughs> yes, it's very similar. Uh, so pictures of your kids and then a list of free agents. There's a lot more pictures of my kids. I'm not that crazy. Okay. But there is a list in this moment of specifically bats that I want to target. So I got to go home tonight and cross off Justin Turner. The second name on my list is J.D. Martinez. Mm. Now, the reason I have him over Jorge Soler is that I think Jorge Soler is oh, going to demand a oh, multi-year contract. And so I'd prefer to kind of have that flexibility of a one-year deal. And so I think J.D. at 36 years old, I get him on a one-year deal. I don't know if I'm getting Jorge Soler on a one-year deal, so he's a little bit down on my list. But that's my new target. Did it ever occur to you, Evan, if you could check your Met fandom to the side for a second? Go ahead. That if you were somebody like Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez... Guys who have played one World Series, Mm -hmm. been around a long time. If you knew you inevitably were going to sign a one-year deal somewhere, and presumably you had more than one spot spot that would offer you the more than one-year deal, why the heck would you choose the Mets? I think that if the numbers financially are the same, and you're picking between the Blue Jays and the Mets, let's say the Mets made that same offer to Justin Turner, they're going to lose that to a team like Toronto. That's why I got overpay. That's why you have to make yeah. the highest offer. Like the Angels have signed free agents this offseason, have they not? You're right. I mean, God so bless, how do they God sign bless Aaron Hicks. Uh, well, they have golf courses nearby for guys like Aaron Hicks. <laughs> well, I wasn't using but, him as an example. So, but Evan, this is so I just brought up 13 uh, mil, would probably be, in my opinion, too much for a Justin Turner for one year. So you're telling me the Mets, to make sure to get a guy like that, what, they got to go 18 mil? No, no, no. Mil? I think you just got a bit a little bit higher. You got a bit of 15 mil. A little mil. bit? See, yeah. that's the thing. And you brought it up too. Boris, first of all, represents plenty of people left. But these guys aren't idiots. You even said something in the open that made a lot of sense. Look what happens. You sign a guy, the season goes south. What can you do? You could trade him. Yeah. If I am somebody looking for just one summer of stability and I know what it takes to win, why would I sign in the place that is likely to trade me because I don't think they're going to be very good and been around the block? I don't think the Mets are appealing to anybody looking for a one-year deal unless it's the only one-year deal they're getting. It depends on who you're competing with. Like, if you're competing with the top of baseball, if you're competing uh, with Atlanta or your team, I'd understand. I would Toronto say you're probably in Turner's t- case. I, I agree with Toronto. All but right, half, so it's the Mets and Angels, you're saying? Well, it depends who's bidding after a player. Like, I agree with you that the Mets are not going to get the high advantage on a contract with that's, a team like Toronto. That's I a big admit part that. Of it. Yeah, but that's half the league. The other half of the league is probably below the Mets. The Mets are a very middle-of-the-pack team right now. But so, how many of those middle-of-the-pack teams had an owner say, we're not going to be all-in for this year? Well, well, first of all, this isn't about being all-in. This is about signing a guy to a one-year oh. deal. Like, I'm not talking about being all-in. Wouldn't it I'm be talking nice? about signing guys that make your team a little bit better. So it's you're asking a lot for a free agent to come to the Mets for one year and have full belief that they are a team that he could go on a magic carpet ride with. Why not? It's a one year deal. You oh, want because money. the owner told you he doesn't think yeah, so. The owner never said anything like that. When did the owner say we're Whatever not trying? The, whoever made the, the owner of the Angels didn't re-sign Shohei Otani. 
Yet the Angels attract free agents. Who said act- Evan? Who said the Mets were an all-in when they when they? Uh, I never Scherzer said the Mets were all-in. It was you, the Mets statement. First right? of all, stop getting conflated by comments made by Max Scherzer six months ago. This is simply oh. adding a bat on a one-year well, contract. Max is very trustworthy, and he speaks for a lot. But that's of it's irrelevant. We're talking about guys on one-year the deals. Point is, if it the, ain't that complicated to get a guy went, on a one-year deal. If the Mets went to Max Scherzer and said that, you don't think it got around the league? If I'm just a turn looking around, why the hell would I sign with the Mets? I don't think that's the reason they didn't sign him. I think it's more the Mets' lack of interest, which is a mistake. Let's go to Michael in Plainview. What's up, Michael? Oh, my gosh. You guys are so spot on today. I, I don't really want to. I've been following the Mets. I'm going to be 68 years old. By the way, we're disagreeing, so who's spot on? Yeah, who's spot on? Am I okay. spot on or First is he spot all, on? Why would, you, why would you want to come to the Mets? Because you have to deal with the press. you got to deal with the fact that we're not going to win more than, than, than as many games as we won last year. We picked up a slew of three, four, and five pitchers. We didn't improve ourselves. We picked up a guy who's injury prone uh, in, uh, in, in Vader. We picked up, and Marte is also injury prone. We're not, we have no one to protect. Uh, uh, um, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Why would you want to come to New York and deal with the press for a one year contract? Okay, they're not going anywhere. We need to stop. We need to stop with dealing with the press. And no offense, some of them do a good job. Last week, I literally witnessed a guy from NJ.com half asleep in his bed on (laughs) I would not say that this is back in the 1930s here with the press. Well, this is why some Met fans are going to agree with Sean, because there are some Met fans, like our last caller, that have already given up. And a part of giving He's up... He's given up so bad he doesn't even know half the players on the team. <laughs> right. And why would anyone come here? It's it's simple. Why someone would come here is because they're paid money. Like, it's not that complicated. There have been free agents this offseason that have signed with the Chicago White Sox and the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers and the Anaheim right. Angels and the Pirates signed Rowdy Telez. Like, what are you talking about? I think because I Because just... you want to play baseball and a team offered you money. Let's not act like the Mets are in Greenland. Like, that's basically the way you're talking, and our last caller's talking. Do they play in Iceland now? I have flushing. I mean, come on. Like, they're not the worst appealing team in baseball. I think you, I think I just realized you didn't do your part to help this Met offseason at all. What was that? At all. What was I supposed to do? You're one of the, if not the most influential Met voices, I think, in all the land. And I think had you printed your book and had it published earlier than oh, that release date, people to come. I think, you know, it goes around Major League Baseball and they go, wow, these fans care so much. They put out a scorecard of all these games. <laughs> and then maybe we get it. By the way, uh, pre-order that book now. It's uh, My Mets Bible. Yeah, and, uh, I'm glad you know the name of it, too. My Mets Bible. Yes, it comes out in a couple of months. Yeah. Stop overcomplicating this. Free agents sign where they're paid. That's it. It's not that. It's not like this. But if you have equation. multiple options to pay, like, would you really want one million dollars more if you're Justin Turner to go play for the Mets and know that you might get dealt to the Mariners and go play in Seattle? Well, you first don't want of all, to? every free agent factors in different things on why they sign with a team. Sometimes it's simply I want to live in that place for six months. Okay, so if you were given the choice, let's say you you're a overweight designated hitter that command ten million dollars a season. Okay. And you're offered a one-year deal from the Mets and from the Blue Jays. And you're one of those guys is like, you know, I've already won. I really care about where I'm going to live for the next six months. Would you rather live in Toronto or would you rather live in New York? I have one year to say I lived in Canada. I'd oh, rather stop. check that off my list. Now He's already lived here. No, no, By the no. way, Turner's already lived here. This is why my games don't work with him because you're just going to give the opposite answer no, no matter what. By the way, I live here. Here kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> you want to live in Toronto? 
Have you been in Toronto? You off the streets. Now, I, I don't like their meat regulations, but it's nice. I've been in Toronto. I've never want to live there. It's a nice. It's fine. They it's, have okay. Tim Hortons, Evan. We have Dunkin' Donuts, which is ten times better. You know what? Uh, you're right. Odyssey runs on Dunkin'. <laughs> there you go, Richie in Queens. What's up, Richie? Hey guys, how are you? Good. Hey, um, it was really good seeing you guys at Reds. I really enjoyed that. Richie, yes. How you been, man? Yeah. What's yeah, up? I was good, and um. You know, I, I totally agree with Evan. You know, and first of all, Evan, you and me are in the same boat because the Giants suck who they've gotten. They haven't gotten anybody. And well, we're you got, you got Jung Ho Lee. I was pretty excited about that move yeah, for Lee, you. Yeah, Lee's a pretty decent player, but as far as the pieces, they need a lot more. I understand. But, but the point being, he's a leader. He's a tremendous clubhouse presence. I agree with you. You know, he, he's not going to take that money in many at-bats, especially with the National League having the uh, the DH now. You know, if you win three or four games, they proved last year, Arizona and Texas, that just get to the playoffs. Maybe you find gold with Manaya and maybe Severino. And these games mean something. Well, no, so- no, 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 Richie, Richie, you hit it. What's the difference between 81 wins and 84 wins? It's such a nice question, right? What's the difference? The difference could be the playoffs. And once you're there, and I made this point a year ago, and I got scoffed at by you, and you at least owe me an apology on this. I do? Yes. What I said last year about the Yankees specifically, and the Mets to a lesser degree, was, I know this season sucks. I know you're frustrated. Just make the playoffs. Right. Because once you make the playoffs, it doesn't matter how much better the other team is. It's about getting hot at the right time. And I think at the time, the example you used to shut me down with that argument was, well, that's not true. Do you think that Diamondbacks are going to win the World Series? And while they didn't win the, they World, didn't win the World Series, they went to the World well, Series. Well, that's the problem, Evan. You and Met fans celebrate getting to the World Series like it's winning. You still, These teams still don't win the World Series. That's the, come on, you know that argument is flawed. They it's not flawed, the but they got to the World Series. They won 84 games or whatever not it was. Not good enough for me. Well, that's not you. Not good enough for me. For me, I'm admitting Right now, in where they are as a franchise, like if they stunned the world and won 84 games and went on a run, as much as we're desperate for championships, I think we'd be all right with all that right. kind of run. By the way, you play a lot of baseball between when the trade deadline hits and the end of the regular season. In fact, we get like four or five weeks into the NFL season. That's how long baseball goes on. And yes, on. yes. I th- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think this is a little different than last year where the Yankees blatantly left left field wide open and Cashman wrongly assumed he could get somebody at the deadline. If... If, like Richie pointed out, Manaya and Severino are humming along, and you know the Mets are getting the most out of Lindor, Alonzo, Alvarez, do it at the trade deadline. That's your argument. Yes. If that, why well, gotta wait till July? Because you can do it right me, now. No, because to me, no, that's stu- and I'll tell you another reason why it's stupid. I hate to cut you off, but I have to. You have to trade prospects at the trade deadline. Right now, it's money. It's a one-year deal with money. And supposedly, Turner type player at the deadline, not gonna give a big prospect. It's still prospects. Like right now, it doesn't cost you Jeez. anything. It doesn't cost you anything. Like, that's the difference. That's why there is a moment to strike, and it's now. You could add bats without giving up any what, prospects. What, what if you, What if the magic card run happens where everybody is healthy and you are getting the most out of those young guys? Then you didn't need a Justin Turner. Why not see how it plays out right now? I mean, no. 
Dakota's in Babylon. What's I up, mean, Dakota? No. I mean, no. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you? Oh, we're great. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe the Nets finally won a game. <laughs> hey, two we're red hot two in a row. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just, you know, all this talk about why guys don't want to come to the Mets. I don't get it. Let's just say the Mets win only 70 games. But you came to this team on a one-year contract, and you absolutely crushed it that year. Yeah. And you built such a fan base. You don't think you got a point in coming in New York, in one of the biggest towns? Why wouldn't someone want to come I get here? what you're saying, Dakota, but I reject your point and Sean's point, which is that you're overcomplicating something that's really simple. If you pay a guy money and you say you're going to play, that's appealing enough for guys who are still free agents on January 30th who just want to sign. Like, that's, it's not asking that much. Here's, here's what I, here's my pitch to JD Martinez. Here, JD. Here's a one year contract for $17 million, which, by the way, I think is a fair number. And I have a billionaire owner. And oh, by the way, and this is one thing you can't argue with me about, they assaulted my season ticket prices. Assaulted well, it. So don't tell suckers, me. But yeah. Okay. But don't tell me. Uh, 18 million is too much. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I don't want to hear that crap Remember, on a one-year deal. He's got to build some breweries and a soccer stadium. Just don't stop with me about that. <laughs> they got to do all that stuff right now. By the way, I'm one, not paying for that. One pushback to Dakota there. Yeah, don't mock Dakota. It's a tough name. Why? It's a tough name. You don't like kids named after states? <laughs> Certain states. Dakota. I, I once sit on a girl named Montana. True story. That's hot, though. Oh, was that hot? A girl named Montana's hot. I can't imagine. No offense to Dakota. Probably not a good-looking guy. <laughs> wow. I picture a big mole on his face, <laughs> hands that look like sandpaper. Uh, but the problem, he, look, uh, Turner, 39. J.D. Martinez will be 37 this year. The idea of why wouldn't you want to come to the Mets if you hit here and they stink, you'll get paid next year. Are they at, the, at their age, even if they get paid? Yeah, but I don't think most guys, when they go to free agency— are necessarily saying, I have to be on a winner. You'd like to be on a winner, and that's why I'd agree with you. The tie will go to the winner. Like, if the Mets are going mano y mano with Atlanta or the Yankees or Houston on a bat, they don't and have to the go money's mano the, mano the, with the Yankees. No, no, but if they, they just are, get those guys a year later. I got you. Thank you. They will lose because they're not a champion. I agree with that. But most of the time, it's just pay the most money you're going to get the guy. Like, I would have paid Justin Turner $15 million a year. That's totally fine. It's not a crazy amount of money. Oh, never mind. You already said on your stupid little board up there was number one Justin Turner. I was going to say, would you rather have J.D. Martin? Because maybe that does still happen, and then you could calm down. I prefer Justin Turner, but like I said at the top, I'm on hands and knees. Just give me a stick. Just give me anybody. Stick it down your throat. What the hell was that? You know, Rosenberg, you're very, very dirty. You're running the board today. And I even said, Loogie is very good at this. He's got a great skill. And that's the first thing you drop in there? Well, listen. You said it. He played it. So <laughs> maybe you him. should be the adult and the grown-up in the room and not say things like that yep. that have implications. Also, behind the scenes, Paul Rosenberg is running the board. Evan belittled him before the show and told him he's no good at his job. So what? he comes out swinging with that. That's so that I, good job by Paul. He put both of us down in one sentence, yeah. no, which no. is good at. No, no. I literally only brought confidence to Lugie. And I said, ah, oh, it's a shame Lugie's not you? running the board. He's very good at it. Yes! I, all he did was compliment him. Rosenberg went to the break room crying. Well, well that's his problem.
And I don't know how Lugie takes it somehow as a slight when I was complimenting well, he takes, him. He takes everything. As a I said, he, you're very good at it. And somehow he's like, oh, great. Does that mean you want me to just do this for the rest of my life? You horrible ogre. I'm like, no, I just <laughs> said you're good at it. Our meetings are generally Tiki, Evan, and Sean talking sports and me yelling at the three of them about my various issues that I have. So a little peel behind the curtain. Yeah, you got a lot of issues is the point. Yeah, <laughs> but I have a lot of grievances. And if you sat in my chair, you'd have them too. Ah, uh, you know what, though, Lugar, you're soft. A lot of people previously in that chair at that time did a lot, nothing but fetch sodas. So yeah. you should be. <laughs> Very happy about and not, and not pay attention yeah. during the show. <laughs> Let's go to Lenny in Branchburg, New Jersey. What's up, Lenny? Hey, Evan. I wanted to just chime in on the Mets. I, yeah. I think you're both right in the way that uh, they definitely need a bat. You know, um, Vientos got a lot of at bats last year, and so did Beatty. They, didn't, you know, while they're still could the jury's still out. I didn't really see much, and I agree with Sean that you're not going to get somebody decent on a one-year deal. They'll go somebody else. I think the guy to get is Bellinger. Ugh. Give him the money. He's a, he's younger than Nimmo. He leverages you if Alonso. Yeah, by the way, by the way, Lenny, I appreciate the idea. Please. Here's here's why I don't want Cody Bellinger. Please right. sign Bellinger, please. Well, why? Because I don't want him. Because you set this whole off season up. By actually, I think in the back of your head, thinking the Yankees would pull the trigger on Bellinger. Right. And you painted this whole picture about why Bellinger is, last year was an aberration, wasn't yeah. even that good. Yes. He stinks, stinks, stinks. If this offseason ends with you begging for a stick and the stick being the guy you had secretly hoped the Yankees had signed, but, uh, it would just make my winter. You know, you are, you have been intoxicated by Lugie that every sports opinion I have <laughs> is somehow based on effing the teams I don't like and making me happy. Not everyone. Like, literally. Evan, I'm going to give you, I'm going to admit something, okay? Go ahead. Hi, my name is Sean Morash. Yes. What Lugie accuses you of doing, I do too. No, and I, I, I'm i not we saying. We all do. We're sick as fans. Okay, I'm just speaking on this one issue. I want to stay specific to okay. Cody Ballinger. I have a baseball opinion about Cody Ballinger. My baseball opinion is that last year was an aberration. I would not sign him to a mega contract. That is a baseball opinion I have for the Yankees, for the Mets, for a team from Pluto, for any team in baseball. I don't want him. I can't be as consistent. I am as consistent as humanly possible on this. That's it. That's all it is. If the Yankees had signed him, would I have mocked you? Maybe a little bit. But I had that opinion. So when Lenny calls in, Respectfully, Lenny, you sound like a wonderful dude. And he says, you know what? Screw J.D. Martinez. Screw a guy on a one-year. Just go get Cody Bellinger. I actually want to vomit. Because if they did that, you would use against me. You begged for a stick, Evan. How could you complain about this? Meanwhile, I think that's a terrible contract. I don't want anything to do with it. Now, if you're telling me in this weird world, Cody Bellinger has to settle on a one-year contract? Okay. You know what? Okay. I, I, I've spent the last two minutes thinking this is absolutely the best solution for both parties. What? The Mets need the stick, as you've pointed out. I need a stick, yes. Bellinger, we've gotten to the end of January, and he didn't get any of those takers like he thought following the Otani deal and then Soto getting traded. The Mets make a lot of sense for Bellinger if he has to agree to a one-year deal. By the way, deal. one-year deals I got no problem yeah. with. But here's why. For him, it makes sense. Why? Two things. Number one, Mets stink. He would get you back a return for the Mets in terms of trading for prospects if they right. do want to trade him. Right. Um, and then he could go to a contender, rake, and maybe get a big-time deal off of that. Or he keeps the Mets in it. Fine. Mets realize they can't outbid the Yankees for Soto. They fall in love with him, and then they give him a long-term deal. <laughs> Got you. See, that's you rooting for it. That's I think it makes a lot of sense. Happens. By the way, Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, save everybody time on this. And this is a prediction on January 30th. Educated prediction. 
despite the fact that these guys have not signed, it does not mean they're settling for short-term deals. I guarantee both guys will end up getting, not necessarily what Scott Boris is asking for, but they're both going to get long-term massive contracts that I would say no thanks on. Both of them. So the idea that, well, Evan, it's January 30th, you never know, they may settle on a one-year deal, no shot it happens. I've seen this from Scott Boris before, where he takes his clients in a February. Conforto. It does not mean. Conforto's different, though. Like he Mike, hurt. He wasn't coming off of a Cy Young like Blake Snell or in a monster year like Cody Ballinger. Like, it's just, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, sometimes he does. Not this time. I would be stupefied if Bellinger or Snell. Word. Yeah, it is a word. Want to look it up? I don't want to look it up. S-T-U-P-I-F-I-E-D. You look it up while I take another call, okay? Sure. And then you're going to read the definition to us. Thank you. Let's go to Larry and Corum. What's up, Larry? Hey, uh, I, I want to agree with you, Evan. Um, Thanks. And I want to make a point about Bellinger in a moment uh, based on that last caller, but... Yeah, we need a bat. I mean, personally, I would rather have Soler or uh, Martinez and, and not um, Turner, but we definitely need a bat now. And regarding Bellinger, my, my fear of the Mets even signing into a one-year deal is that, you know, he has a decent year, and uh, he, he's a gold-glove caliber first baseman. They, they may be, you know... Take that into consideration oh. when they decide on uh, oh. getting. I don't want them to do that. No, 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 Larry. Larry I'm super, Sean is probably pissed off. He didn't think of it. <laughs> he gave the reason yeah. why he wants Belger to sign a one year deal, and he thought he had. He thought he like caught the mouse or something. What's that called when the cat cat says the mouse? The, it's the cat, cat that caught the canary. canary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Canary being a bird. Yes. Yeah, By yeah. the way, uh, Rosie, I know you wanted to turn the mic on and and give the correction. You got to trust Lugie. He knows what he's doing over there. Very okay? smart. So the next Poor time you have this time. urge to say something, remember, Lugie's your boss today. Good and job he, by Lugauer. And he runs with an iron fist. And I never have any, like, lack of concern that Lugie won't correct a misnomer that I used on the air. I appreciate you saying that, Evan. Thank so you. allow me to pivot the conversation here. Sean Morris just broke the cherry sitting in. He says? He literally just oh, broke it. That loud noise You're you heard that? on the air. Well, Sean, you're that fat? Hold on a second. First, no, first of all, he broke the chair. I didn't break the chair. What the hell's wrong with you? Tiki's gone for 10 minutes. You break his chair? It's a chair handle, and I'm glad you said that because I think some people listening might have thought I farted when they heard that noise. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if you let one rip, you let one rip, but you broke um, the chair. Also, you know, you made that little video, and we'll get to that later, where you called me fat, and now you just called me fat again. Did I <laughs> kiss my fat ass? Did I miss when you became an Olympic swimmer? Oh, hold on a second. You do have a big gut. Well, hold on a second. First of all, I didn't call you fat right now. I was more like, I didn't think you were that fat to break the chair. <laughs> no, Evan, that's calling somebody fat. That's number one. Number I'm two. I'm amazed at your fatness that you broke a chair is what you said. Number two, the video you're referring to, which is like a wrestling hype video for our big pickleball game on yeah. Thursday. I was asked a question in that promo. Uh -huh. And that question was, why do you think you're going to beat Sean? And I wanted to give an honest answer. And so I was like... I don't know if I should say this. It's kind of douchey. Should I say it? And I thought about it, and I said, well, you know, he's, he's kind of fat. That was just my answer. It was a natural answer. I didn't feel like he hesitated all that much when he thought about it. Uh, one more quick thing. If you haven't seen this video, WFAN tweeted out, put it on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Whoever put it together wrote the, wrote the word rodent that I called you. I called you a rodent. <laughs> and I've seen several comments on it that are like, Sean thinks something's called a rodent. It's a rodent. No, I said rodent. 
Whoever handled the graphics on it wrote Rodin, so that person needs to learn proper English. Well, first of all, I don't think you should be ripping our digital department. Uh, I'm stupefied <laughs> by their Did you uh, look ability. up the word stupefied yet, by the way? To make stupid, groggy, or insensible. Yes. Which there is what go. our digital team was with that uh, video. Sean, you're not a Mensa member. Just look at your Twitter. You misspell every word. They're there. You butcher the English okay. language but constantly. When, when I'm saying something and you're putting on closed captions and you write the word Rodin instead of Rodin. How do you know it wasn't autocorrect? It wasn't. Oh. Because Rodin isn't a thing. All right. We should share that video so people can see it. I did. Oh, you did? Good job out of you. Big good pickleball. Job out of well, me. good job. Pickleball game is on Thursday morning, by the way. Oh, and wait. I think by the time we get on the air, our digital department will do such a good job, it will all be edited and put out there so you can see me successfully beat him and get rid of my beard. If somehow I lose, Sean gets to make a big show decision. More of your calls. <laughs> Are the Mets desperate for a bat? Shouldn't they be? I'm sitting here begging for one. 877-337-6666. And we got an update from Joe Shane. He met the media earlier today. Real quick, let me give a shout out to the old newspaper industry. What's about to happen this Don't get enough love anymore. The great Brian Costello is a columnist for the New York Post. He also covers the New York Jets. And he wrote an opinion piece today about Taylor Swift and her impact on the NFL. And how... Brian Costello coaches his daughter's softball team, and now the entire softball team is obsessed with the NFL because of Taylor Swift. (laughs) And he wanted to explain, hey, let me just show you specifically how pumped up they are about Tay-Tay. So he tells a story about how he was coaching the practice and started bragging to the young girls, hey, I was in the same building as Taylor Swift last night. I was covering Jets Chiefs, as you may remember that (laughs) Sunday night game. Did he get his bracelet on the way in? (laughs) So all the girls are screaming like, oh, that's so cool, that's so cool. So I'd like to read from Brian's piece because this made me laugh seven times in a row this morning. They began screaming and asking questions about how close I got to her, what she looked like, and then Piper, a pint-sized second baseman outfielder, hit me with, (laughs) what did she smell like? I explained to Piper that if Coach Brian tried to smell Swift, Coach Brian would be in jail right now. (laughs) I read this, and then I read it over and over again, and it made my morning. So, Brian Costello, good for you. You're one of the good ones. And support your local newspaper industry right now. Yeah, it's great. Go buy the New York Post. What does it cost at the stand these days? Like a dollar? Dollar twenty-five? I think more than that. Dollar fifty? Is it really? Oh, wait. I have the answer. Because I actually get the New York Post app. It's still, it feels like I'm reading the newspaper on my app. Yeah. It is $2. I'm looking at the cover right now. $2. Boy, that feels like a lot. Back in my day, it used to cost a quarter. <laughs> I was thinking the same yeah. thing. By the way, credit to Piper, the pint-sized second baseman. She asked the same question to Coach Brian that Nick Sirianni asked the draft prospects at the combine. What do you smell like? How do you smell? You don't remember all the Sirianni combine stuff? He did that? He asked the most ridiculous <laughs> questions. He asked them to play rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I vaguely remember He's a weirdo. That. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Uh, and he back. got the same question. No, Piper had a very, very good question. Real quick on Shane, we'll get back to your Met calls. Do you want an outfielder? Are you as desperate as I am to add any kind of bat to this team? Joe Shane met the media because it's, uh, what's that bowl called? The Senior Bowl? Yeah, the yeah, Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl. That dopey little bowl. It's like a big exhibition. And guys like Dave Gettleman watch it and say, oh, my God, I need to draft that guy. That guy played really well in an exhibition game. Okay, so that's the senior bowl. Did I it's describe more, that well? No. That wasn't a good description? You know, and by the way, I love all sports. You know football's near and dear to my heart. 
It's more than that. It, it is really, it is better than the combine at getting intel on draft prospects. So it's a whole week and you they play the a You know the best game. way to get intel on draft prospects on? Yeah, watch them play. Yeah, watch them play real games. Not exhibitions but or they, combines in their underwear. But this is their way of seeing them actually practice versus each other, not do underwear combines. I understand the senior ball. I was mocking it a little bit. So Joe Shane was there and answered a few questions. And number one, the biggest piece of information we got out of Joe Shane is that if you listen to yesterday's show, you may have heard me wonder about this ad that they were showing yesterday or two days ago during the football games about something after halftime. Mm-hmm. And they showed Saquon Barkley in the commercial. And they showed Justin Jefferson in the commercial. I miss Lugie. Yeah, Cam Jordan. And they showed Cam Jordan in the commercial. And I think you even suggested, did they go to Africa to film it? Or did Tiki suggest that? Right, because the snow, the setting was Ghana. It was in Ghana, right. Right, it's Ghana, not Ghana. It's Ghana. You had Ghana. it right the first time. Okay, just make it's it Ghana. Ghana, not Gyno. It's Ghana. How do you spell Ghana? I know this. Do you? I, I had a friend in high school named Andrew Mongro, who okay. was from Ghana. Okay. G-H. Look at you. A-N-A. Look at that. I'm impressed. All right, finish your point. What was my point? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no, that, uh, yeah, because it, it was supposed to take place there. Right. The idea was, did they just kind of digitize that in the background or did it really film there? Tiki said he once flew somewhere to Paris or something because you didn't have to pay the extras. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> And so he filmed it in Europe. Right. Joe Shane revealed that Saquon Barkley has been in Ghana. So they actually yeah. filmed it. In Africa. Yeah, so Lugie's asking what. The question was, have you spoken to Saquon and his representatives? I haven't gotten a chance to speak with him recently, paraphrasing, because he's been in Africa shooting a commercial. Listen, here's the reality. I And I don't know if this is good news or bad news. This is up to you as Giant fans. You take it however you want. And even Sean will attest to this. For whatever reason, I have nailed the Giants all year. I don't know why. Their win-loss record, the issues with Wink Martindale. I mean, I've been spot on. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay, thank you. He's done. He's done. It's over. He ain't going to be a giant. So I agreed with you until Joe Shane's comments. Though. Really? So what did yeah. you take out of what Joe said that made you think that Saquon's coming back? And I want to make this very clear. Clearly, Joe Shane is doing a lot of GM speak. He, We didn't have video of him, but I can't imagine he was happy to speak to anybody after the Wink Martindale stuff. But he did also basically say they had positive talks. Uh, you know, this, that, that. I just got the vibe that it wasn't over out of the quotes. That's all I'm saying. Where... Off of Saquon's quotes, the last time we heard him, I got kind of the feel of either you tag me or I'm out of here. I I don't know. Now, I know Joe Shane as a GM has to play all the cards right, right? Like, what if Saquon doesn't get a monster deal anywhere else? Of course you'd be open to having him back. Like, it could be that. But I I definitely got more positive vibes. And again, I keep coming back to this. It ties into what he commented on about the quarterbacks today, which is if you think you're going to have a young quarterback in the building, it probably behooves you to have Saquon on the team the next two years. Yeah, but he didn't say that. He didn't say that, but I'm connecting multiple answers. Well, the, the dots I got from him talking about quarterback was... They're taking one. They're going to take one. Like, yeah. they're going to add a quarterback, whether it's in free agency or it's in the draft. And I think what's kind of cool about this is that because free agency is a month plus before the NFL draft, we're going to know. Like, think about it. We're going to know. They almost, because they unlike almost... MLB, the free agency in the NFL moves pretty quickly... And if enough quarterbacks come off the board in free agency, we're going to know by the time draft time comes around, oh, wait, they didn't sign a free agent. Clearly, they're drafting a young quarterback. They almost have to do both. They almost sign a veteran. Well, depends which veteran. If yeah, you, sign, you can't sign a veteran for $17 million this right, year. Right, right. Uh, so, all right, so your point is if they sign, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at 
12 mil or whatever the hell the deal will be. They're then they're not, gonna, not drafting a quarterback. Right. Yes. No, I agree. You got to get somebody in the fairing. But I don't know, backup quarterbacks now, what's the price going to be? Because we saw how more important they are. But they almost have to because, again, unless they've already, prior to free agency, traded up to the number one overall pick, they can't guarantee themselves that they will have a quarterback. I'm curious. Come August. Like, free agency's clearly over, but there's still some players out there. It's after the June 1st cuts. Mm-hmm. I'm curious who you're going to beg for the way I'm begging for a bat right now on January It'll 30th. be some backup guard that I'm sure sucked wherever yeah. he is. He's going to be like, I can already tell you, whoever the— Just t- get me a guard, Joe yeah. Shane! I need a guard! Just like I'm pathetically begging uh, the Mets for a bat. Very similar. That's why you and I, as much as you don't want to admit it, and trust me, plenty in the audience don't want to admit it, we're very similar. We have a lot of similarities. Oh, we, we do get on our knees and beg, and it's not just the Giants. I'm begging for stuff for the Rangers right now. I'm begging for Ben Simmons to stay healthy after last night. I'm begging for the Yankees probably to still add bullpen help. But in the end, Evan, my goal isn't simply making a championship route. It's winning a whole damn thing and okay. having a parade. Well, first of all. you got a loser's mentality, pal. I don't have a loser. I, I, this is the most positive I've been. Like Evan, I, wanna... said, I just want to be the World Series loser. No, no, I didn't say that. I said... I know based on last year, and I know based on a lot more than that, that it doesn't take much to go on a run and get to a World Series. And so when the bar is, well, they're going to stink anyway, I don't accept that. Like, that's not take true. Much. It doesn't. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, and, then the Yankees and Mets are their fun, should be there every year. Well, I don't. It doesn't take much. No, no. But my point is, you don't have to have huge expectations going into a baseball season. You got to get hot. You got to get hot at the right time. Look, the Mets two years ago were the opposite of it. They won 101 games, and they cooled off at the absolute wrong time. The weekend against Atlanta and the following weekend against San Diego. So there's a positive to it. There's a negative to it. You know what? Full well is a Yankee fan. Like, think about this. I know it's not a perfect, perfect comparison. In 2002, the Yankees won over 100 games. You could look up the exact number. Right. I would guess it was 102-103. Okay? In 2002. They also got knocked out in the first round by the Anaheim the Angels. Angels. Okay. In, this was rally monkey year? Rally monkey. Yeah, okay. In 2000, a year where the Yankees won the whole freaking thing, yeah, they I know. won 87 they, they games. They sputtered down the stretch. But, and lost 15 out of 17 well, down the stretch. A little different 80-win team than the Diamondbacks, though. They were coming off back-to-back World Series. Okay, I'll give you another loss. one. And this one pains me because I was watching the game this morning. We're doing a rewatch for the Rico Brogna podcast. I do. Yeah, the 06 Cardinals. Okay. Like, the formula in baseball right now is just be good enough to get in and get hot at the right time. I don't want to give up on January 30th by not adding a bat. Because I look at the Mets and say, add a bat, and I have an easier roadmap to the Mets surprising people and being good. Do it's losers, tougher to do, do when you're relying lose? on Mark Vientos for 500 play to Do you still believe losers lose? Yes. Okay, then adding the bat doesn't matter. Well, losers that's are going to lose case, anyway. Even though... I believe losers lose, and I root for all losers. You know what that means? I'm a loser. I should never try. It means I should stop watching sports. That's what it means. It means I should just... I I could argue reduce drastically. (laughs) It wouldn't be the worst idea you ever had. I could just, like, come in and say, you know what? Here's my resignation. I'm done working here, and I'm just never going to watch sports ever again. You know, watch them, but don't throw thousands away in season tickets on losers every year. By the way. And go a little more mini-golfing. I've been thinking about this. That's how it all ends for me. It kind of hit me. I am so into sports and into my teams, even at 40, Uh even with kids, the season tickets and all that, that one day, and I don't know when it's going to be, I think I am going to go cold turkey. I think I'm going to walk in here if I'm fortunate enough to be around here at like 55 years old, uh-huh. and I'll walk into the architect's office and say, I am resigning. And he's going to say, wow, that kind of came out of nowhere. 15 years gets me to 51. <laughs> I'm going to resign, and when I resign, 
I think I'm going to run away and never watch sports again. You never do that. Like, think, You'll just, never do I that. I think I'll go cold turkey. You will never do that. First of all, you wouldn't know what to do with your time. Your kids will be older, by the way. Right. So it's not like you're going to play with them when they're younger. They're going to, 15 years, they're going to be teenagers. They're going to want nothing to do with you anyway. They're going to be right. outside playing with their friends. No, you're not going to do that. You don't think it ends that way for no, me? Because I just give up. I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. Never again. Cold turkey. You, me, we all might have different degrees of weirdness and how much we care and how much we put sports over other things. We're never giving it you up. You don't think so? No. It reminds me of Beningo quitting cigarettes. Like, true story about Joe. <laughs> And I admire him for this. Joe well, used to be a big smoker. Sigs might win a Super Bowl before the Jets. <laughs> and, and Joe Beningo made a decision. Is when we were working together, he's like, I'm never going to smoke again. That was it. There was no patch. Good for him. There was no, like, there was nothing. He literally just said, I'm done smoking, and that's it. Good and I sort of envision a world in which I do that with sports. Down never going to happen. I'm like, I'm done. Never going to happen. <laughs> Something will break me. Where and I'm by like, the way, out. is there any other way to quit sports other than cold turkey? What, are you going to have a Met patch and watch one game a week? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, slow down. Well, you just said it. Like, don't get season tickets. Watch less games. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go that way. I think it's just going to be I'm done. And I'm going to walk out the door and never watch sports again. I see my I'll parents. I'll watch cable news all day and become one of those crazies that believe everything I see on TV. I see my parents. I Question my- is, what channel am I going to watch? <laughs> my friend's parents. Bad job, by me. <laughs> the older you get, the more bored you get, and the more sports you watch. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. All right, let's go to uh, John and Maspeth. What's up, John? Hey, Evan, what's up? What's up, um, man? You know, we're starting to see a trend now, especially this year, with players not signing until late in free agency. Yeah. And do you think it's a thing of this team's like now starting to become more smarter? Or teams that are just not wanting to pay players until they're like 38 years old. Because it seems like every year now, every top free agent automatically wants a contract until they're like 38 years old. But you know what? You know what's funny, John? I think most guys still end up getting it. Like at the end of the day, and this is my prediction about both Snell and Bellinger, and it won't be here. It's not going to happen with the Yankees or the Mets. I think they're going to get closer to what they're asking for than not. And so... What you're witnessing, and this is worthy of a discussion, maybe not today, maybe a day Tiki's here, because Tiki's actually really into this discussion, but believe it or not, what I'm about to say, is how they could fix this offseason. Because this is not good for fans. Like, it's not good that on January 30th, a big crop of free agents are still there. Like, I'm not going to exaggerate and tell you that NFL free agency is going to be over before baseball free agency, but but we're not that far off from it. But the salary cap is why. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Sure. Because you, you know what? You snooze, you lose. We only have a certain amount of dollars we can configure. In baseball, it doesn't matter because, you know, all right, luxury tax, but it doesn't matter what you get paid. I think you're right about the reason why. I think the question's going to be, well, how do you fix it? Because it's not good for baseball that on January 30th, we're talking about this. Like, this should be done I, within a month or two, and I think it would be better for the sport. So... I don't know how to fix it. Two I gotta give period. it more thought. It's I got it. talk. No, I don't want to hear the idea right now. Why? Because it'll do it another day. But I got day. it. I'm I gonna forget right the idea. Well, write it down. That's what I do. Write it down right now. Lugie, can you pen. do me a, a favor? Can you get him a pen for me, please? Yeah, no Lugie, just write That's down fine. this idea. You no, get no, I two don't say it on the sign. No, no, this and if you don't, you can only get a one-year deal. He's gonna write it down for me. Write it down and present it to Judge Tiki. Okay, I'm not doing it Judge today. Tiki. No, he's running around getting hurricanes in New Orleans right now. Is that where he is right now? He's in Nola right now. Yeah. Wow. Love Nola. Good underrated yeah. city. Let's go to Kevin in Toms River, New Jersey. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> What's so funny? What are you laughing? Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Hello, Kevin. 
All right, Kevin's not there. Luke, Why are you laughing? Because Kevin wasn't there? Lukey got in my ear. I, he should have said this on the air and went, underrated? As if New Orleans isn't constantly talked about as one of the best party cities yeah, in America. Yeah, it's a top five party city for bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Nah. It's got great food, great culture. Bourbon Street. Dra- it's not Cleveland. It's, dra- it's completely dragged it's through the Paducah. mud. It's not Paducah. No, it's dragged through the mud constantly. Yeah. But I don't think that means it's underrated. It is underrated. <laughs> Maybe no. underappreciated. I don't know about underrated. Very underrated. It's not setting. a compiler. It, it is highly it's... rated, and I think people love it. Yeah. I mean, there, there are knocks to it, but that doesn't mean it's under. It's just people trying to knock it down yeah. for being overrated. No, but I think it's not rated high enough. That's what the definition of underrated is. Anyhow. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but okay. Uh, let's go to Jody and Warren, New Jersey. How you doing, Jody? Hey, Evan. First of all, I'm a huge Rico fan. Live for the Rico. And I just pre-ordered your uh, Mets 5 ah, for $28. Wow. Thank 28 you. bucks on Amazon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you want any pictures of Evan's feet? <laughs> yeah. but, you know, thank listen, you, Evan, as, as Mets fans, this yes. is what we get. We got we get Benny Agbayani and Timo Perez in the World Series. We get, uh, you know, 2015. We get our Lucas Duda. I mean, I don't want to see... J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner. Maybe we bring up Gilbert. Maybe, uh, what's his name? Vientos has a great year. That, and that's what I live for. You know, I live for that stuff. And we, then all of a sudden we make the playoffs. And by the way, if they fail, I, that's what I expect. And I agree with Sean. So you get a Justin Turner. You go from 81 wins to 82 wins. I mean, who cares? You know, well, I bet, okay. I okay, but the there's over, a lot of. Way, 82 and a half. Okay, Jody, you, respectfully, and I appreciate your loyalty, I think you're wrong about a lot of things. And let me start with this. All those young players will get a chance to play. Let's not make this some kind of binary choice between sign veteran, no young players play, or. Don't sign veteran. It's a cavalcade of young players. But you need They're a 39-year-old go- stick. Hold on. They're all going to play. They're all Drew Gilbert's starting the year at AAA. Trust me, if he hits there, he'll come up and play. Guess who won't play? Harrison Bader then won't play. All right? Luis Sanjol Acuna is going to start at AAA. If he hits, guess what? He'll play. What if everybody's healthy? Oh, trust me, Sean. I it know. Takes care I know. of itself. It's, right that's now, e- that's easy to say until you have the one year where everybody's healthy and all of a sudden you can't get 39 year old Justin Turner out of the lineup. Oh, stop. And, and that's a bad thing if he's hitting? Because this is Why the is that one. Why is such a bad thing? Because this is the one year you should look at as a Med fan and go, I have had it with losing. Okay? We have turned the page from old pitchers like Scherzer and Verlander and we are looking forward. You've said it yourself. I have my eyes on this team signing Soto in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we do with Pete. We have all these young guys we've heard about. We added some, like Luis on hell. You've done all of this. This year should be about, I'm throwing as much in the pot as possible, and I'm seeing how it comes out the other end, and I'm building towards the next two, three, four years, and to hell with just having just, for the sake of being competitive this year, having Justin Turner yeah, gobble Sean, up Sean, that Sean, 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 you're able to do both. And this is what I believed in from this team, and it's what they were doing in the rotation. They were signing guys to one-year deals. Whoever that bat is, though, the moment they struggled, why is this guy getting at bats? What a waste! Don't don't jump to the. First of all, don't compare Daniel Vogelbach to JD Martinez. That's an insulting comparison. It's insulting that even I will admit, yes. If we're sitting here in the middle of July and JD Martinez is hitting one seventy-five, yeah, I may say bench him. Yeah, you'll all be complaining. That's the reason not to sign him. We shouldn't have stopped. We had all these young bats. That's the reason. Because you all would have said, oh, these are all the guys we had. Look, he took up all these at-bats all year. Why did we do this? What you're 
not understanding, and you're not alone on this. Met fans are not understanding. Like, I have to explain this to them. Is that signing a veteran is not keeping the young players from playing. Think about who's going to be on this roster at the beginning of this season. Think about the young players that are close. Drew Gilbert's close. Luana Hanna-Lacuna's close. Jet Williams is close. If they come up here, they'll play. You'll take care of it. Harrison Bader won't. Tyrone Taylor won't. Maybe Starling Marte won't because he isn't healthy. Adding a reliable bat, a proven bat on a one-year deal, does not CB those other kids. And you know what that means. Block. You didn't have to say the word block. I I understand what CB means. Well, that's my point. So stop. Like, this is right. You know what it means. Of course I know what it means. Happening too many times? (laughs) I have something to say, and I don't want to say it. (laughs) Put it this way. There's way too many nights where my kids sleep in our bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what are you going to do? I mean. You could go into the bathroom. You have several guest rooms outside. You have a hot tub. By any means. bathroom, he's married. By any means necessary. (laughs) Shower. It's great. Whip out the the jumbo pack. You kill two birds with one stone when you go in the shower. Lugie, I love you. And I want to be very sensitive when I say this to you. Yeah. Because you know I do respect you. Thank you. I don't want to hear you give me updates and lectures on what to do when there are kids involved. You don't have any freaking kids. Any? Uh, by the way, you I don't know. Can I? Can I, I make was a at comp? his apartment last week too? Not a big enough shower for me. <laughs> First of all, we have two bathrooms. That's the guest bathroom. We have a much bigger bathroom in the back. That's number one. Number I'm two. I'm like a whale at a bad aquarium. I live <laughs> to my shocking to everybody. I live with my parents till I was thirty. So I mastered the art of. Yeah, I didn't have a kid, but I had an Italian mom that different. I had to sneak girls around and very, stuff. Very, very different. Maybe. Very, very different. Mm. Very, very different. Mm. Trying They're to kids. do that, trying to do that with your parents around, while not ideal, far different than when you've got a seven-year-old yeah. and a three-year-old. I'm not saying you Sean gotta go... preach, bro. No, Am I right? You're, you're not wrong. Thank I'm just you. very troubled that we went from Justin Turner and Brett Beatty to this. Well, whose fault is that? Yeah, but you don't need to go 40 minutes. Five minutes. You got three moves. You get them all done in five minutes. 40 minutes? Done. 40 minutes. If you go through all the steps, you know, the pre-stuff, uh, the after-stuff, it's probably 40 three minutes. Three moves. What? I cramp more than a wide receiver in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's score games and go shit. <laughs> Very well done there. Let's go to Mike in Marine Park. How are you, Mike? I don't know what I want to talk about with you guys. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I'm confused, too. Great, great, um, great, um... Yesterday with the wrestling, bro, that was so much fun. Thank yes. you for that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I got a question, Evan. I know you're never, first of all, interject. You're not giving up sports ever. Stop. Mm. Never right. happening. Maybe. Second, second. Um, it, if you had a, if you had to think about it, okay. Mm-hmm. The Yankees and the Mets went after Yamamoto and a few free agents pretty hard this year, okay, and they fell short. Yeah. What would you do? You guys think? I know money talks. You're 100 percent right. What do you guys think is the deciding factor as to as – as a Yankee fan now, I look outside in as the Mets. I don't see the Wilpon energy anymore. I see Steve is a legit guy, man. He, right. The Mets ain't playing around. Right. What do you think is the deciding factor as why – what do you think the bottom line or so, the numerous factors are? No, I get, I get, not coming here? I'll give you an answer, Mike. And Sean's right about something. I just think he made it more simple than it needs to be. <laughs> the tie will go to the winner. And what I mean by that is when Yamamoto's a free agent and the money is going to be the same, right now, and this goes for you guys too, Yankee fans, the Dodgers are our daddies. They just are. They are. They're more reliably a winner than us. And, yeah, they're going to have the weather advantage if that's something a player wants. 
but the winning advantage. The winning advantage. So, yeah, yeah, I think if you outbid other teams, you can get a player. What I said about Yamamoto during that process, and I stand by this, and I was very specific with the number, is I said the Mets have to offer him 12 years, $400 And while that was an alarmingly high number, I had my reasons for it, which was if you're going to convince a guy to come to the Mets, who have not won consistently, and not go to the Dodgers and not go to the Yankees, who are also on that winning level, you have to significantly beat them price-wise. They didn't do that. They only beat the Dodgers and Yankees price-wise by a little bit, which allowed the Dodgers to match and allowed the tie to go to the winner. So what you need to do if you're the Mets specifically, because the Yankees are a little bit different, it's a different conversation, is you're going to have to outbid other teams. Isn't that harder on a one-year deal than it is a long-term deal? I think it's easier on a one-year deal. It's one year. You offered $15 million, give him $20 million. That's a big jump. Think about what Turner got. You're going to go through to twenty. No, no. In Turner's year? case, I would have gone fifteen or sixteen million, and I would have, that would have been my offer. Yeah. But would that be enough? I, you know what I mean to sway you? Because again, you're also thrown in the unknown of these guys going. I'm going to sign here. Do I want to be shipped off to wherever? Okay. The well, in fairness, in Turner's case, it was between the Mets and the Blue Jays, not the Mets and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are on another level right now. They're not. Even the Yankees aren't on that level. And you know that, by the way. You know that. Yeah. However. However, what? I still, I got to see it from the Dodgers winning non-pandemic. It's not about that, though. Don't get lost in, don't get lost in championships. Get lost in the fact that when you sign with the LA Dodgers, you are a lock to win 100 games and be in the divisional series. You know you're going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying, I don't view the Dodgers as some of, like, the great NBA star No, no, you're not going there to get a ring. You're going there to at least be on a competitive team. Okay. That's where they're at, and that's where they're ahead of the Mets and the Yankees. Now, they're further ahead of the Mets than they are the Yankees. It's not like the Yankees are a million miles away. Well, we so, got one Soto. Right, no, no, and I get that, but my Eric point Holt. is, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that you're not, you clearly in that bidding war with Yamamoto. We're going to have to outbid the Dodgers. Yeah, I agree. That's all I'm saying? Okay. You're on that next tier of teams. Like, if and I've said this about Soto. If Juan Soto is a free agent next year, and the Yankees are your typical 95-win team. They're in the playoffs. Let's say they get dumped out in the divisional series. And the Mets win 78 games. Pretty fair thought on both teams. Yeah, you're actually going under my Met win total. But okay. In that range. All right. Soto's a free agent, and we're ready to battle. Mets versus Yankees. Juan Soto. I will say it then, and I'll get it out of the way today. The New York Mets have to outbid the New York Yankees cleanly to acquire his services. They are not winning on a tie. All right. And I am clear on that. So he's clearly not going to the Mets. Well, no, if they don't outbid. I mean, you don't know who's going to outbid who, but the Mets are going to have to outbid them. Am I right? Yes. Significantly. Uh, Probably, yeah. Significantly, which is why they needed to do it for Yamamoto to get him. So that's what the Mets' position is right now in this world of free agency. They've got to just outbid other teams that are specifically good teams that you're expecting to win. The Dodgers are in that top level. The Yankees, no question, they're on that second level. You know what would help you become an attractive winner? What douchey comment are you about to say? Making sure you have as many at-bats as possible for Brett Beatty and Vientos to be awesome, and then when they're awesome and Alvarez is awesome, suddenly you have a young, awesome core that becomes a World Series contender, and then you attract people to break ties. I want you to be honest with me. When I said to you, what douchey comment? Did you have one lined up, and did you pivot thinking, I have to fool Evan, I'm going to give a real baseball point? No, that was my comment. Really? Yeah. You didn't have something lined up? I got three more hours to be extremely douchey. Okay. I'm just making sure. Like I was, I was curious. Like, did he pivot in his Is mind? Is that what you expect out of me? Sometimes. 
You just think that I'm a walking douche? Sometimes, yes. You know, I do watch sports like you, and I have sports thoughts. <laughs> I don't just sit here and talk rainbow cookies. Sometimes <laughs> I'm bored. Hey, don't attack my guy. What the hell was that? What guy? What, 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 what kind of comment was that? What, I don't, I don't know how you're interpreting. Who were you alluding that to? I'm just, I spoke to Robert Sala don't last night. Don't attack my guy. Just because he's not doing a show with me doesn't mean I turn on him. Like, what kind of human being I am love, I? I love Craig. Then That's why weird that you, you would insinuate you that. You just took a dirty shot at him. When did I say his name? Loogie, did you take that as a shot? Yeah, I did. I did. And I got to remind Sean, when you're NWO, you're NWO yeah. for life. That's my boy. Like, we think I'm just turning on him because we don't do a show together? Kinda I do like Craig. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, okay. I, 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 I don't think Beningo talked about rainbow cookies that often. <laughs> I could be wrong. All right, on that, maybe but. I should have done cigarettes then. I don't know what. Maybe if Sophia Vergara was holding rainbow cookies, yeah. but not really. Often. Sean's gonna learn a tough lesson right now. Evan's loyal, man. Are you kidding me? Apparently not to me. He thinks yeah. I'm a walking douche. Uh, you're not there yet. Someday you will be. John is in Bergen County. Hey, John. Hey, yeah, I have I have two things. Two yes. things, uh, yeah. Evan. Go ahead. One is a, about a program, but a, a program <laughs> like like a program on TV or like a program yeah, you got at a sporting event, like right. You know, he's not listening. This okay. guy needs to just wait, and we need to do lefty righty everywhere, like eighty, like the eighty-six match. Oh, they, you we want the best to be a... righty third baseman? Okay. What's the program? Righty second baseman. Yeah, can we get to the program? What's the righty all in the outfield? Right, John, you know? John, John, righty. John, 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 John. What's the program? What's the get everybody? Okay, what's the the money? You know, the bottom line money, and do lefty righty. And the other one is I have a Rockies Mets. First Rockies game ever at at, City, at uh, actually shape. Yeah. Yes. Look at you. Uh, I'd love for you to watch the game somehow, and 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 do your your thing in the program. Oh God. And then we sign it, and then we'll put it on eBay. See how much we can eBay. Get. Oh, for like charity or something. You know what's funny about no, that? No, he doesn't want for charity. He wants to pocket the money. Oh, he, he wants to be worth money. He wants it for himself. Well, first of all, oh my God, what a scam artist! John could not hear when we were talking, so that was sort of frustrating. Secondly, do you think that's worth anything? Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult myself, but I will. I, how are you not insulted? That he wants me to score a game so that he can make money off of it. He thinks that he's being nice to you, going. This would make a lot of money. I have the first ever Rocky Met game. I want you to go back, rewatch it, score it in my program, yeah. right. and we'll sell it on eBay. And you thought for charity? You think this guy's giving this? To so you think you called up to like just make money off of me scoring a Mets Rocky? Yes, <laughs> I'll say that. And he didn't want it for. It'd be one thing if he was like, I think it'd be really cool for me to have this. He admitted to turn around and selling it. Uh... There is a market on OnlyFans. For Evan to score games and other people to pay to watch him do it. There is a market. I'd be up for that, by the way. And you can, I don't want to say millions, but you can make money, dude. Clothed or unclothed? Yeah, I gotta be clothed. No, he would be. It's an OnlyFans. No, they could look at his feet, maybe barefoot, but he would be at the game or at his, or you could go to his house if your wife approves. 100% there's a market for it on OnlyFans. Now, I do want to follow up with this guy, so I remember what he's talking about. The New York Mets in 1993 opened the season against the Colorado Rockies. It was the first ever Colorado Rockies game. I remember this specifically. I was nine years old. The first ever Rockies game was Mets opening day? Shea Stadium, uh, 1993. And I have that scorecard. And I have that program he's talking about. And I scored the game in that program. Oh, wow. So what he's describing exists. Now, that game did not make the book because... All I remember from it was Doc pitched, by the way. Doc couldn't pitch. So I got to see Doc on opening day, which was cool. And it was the first Rockies game. But there was nothing memorable about it. Just because it was the first ever Rockies game didn't make it, like, worthy of making my book. But I have that scorecard. And, in fact, tonight, when I go home, I'm going to find it. I'm going to take a picture of it. 
and I'm going to tweet it out. So that guy. No, that's devalued. Why is it devalued? Everybody has it? Everybody has it. You don't need to buy it on eBay. Why don't you actually now sell? Why I'm don't you put on eBay, it. cut him out, and see what money you make? I'm not selling my scorecards. Come on. What kind of human do you think I am? A, a profitable one? Yeah, you wrote a book about scorecards. Now you're too good to sell the other ones you put in the book? That, that, I think, has some value. I wrote it. I have some thoughts in it. Hopefully people buy it. I don't know. That's just the scorecard. <laughs> oh, yeah, get, you're getting calls about pre Well, <laughs> let's score games and go shag. Like, that's a random scorecard from 1993. But I do remember that game because I remember... As a nine-year-old, my dad, my dad was so funny. You know what my dad did that day? <laughs> he still has it. My dad said, this is the first ever Rockies game. He bought like 25 programs from that game. Thinking it would be worth money? Thinking there may be a value in it. Now, here's what's funny. And you could look this up on eBay. I have no idea. Forget me scoring it. Forget that. If you're a Rockies fan, that's kind of cool. Right, like a program from the first game they ever played in 1993. Look it up on eBay. I wonder if it's worth anything. But my dad, I, I, the, I have certain memories I will not forget. Nine years old, opening day, 1993, he went downstairs and said, I'm going to buy like 20 programs. So there are 35 bucks, and then there's one for 15 the $15 one says vintage. Wouldn't that be more money? But yeah, 15 to 35 what, what bucks. What a bad investment. No, so he no. bought 12 of them, so he could get like a... Vintage hundred. Vintage is a way to try to politely say it's all ripped up and not in good shape. I see. I but, also see a mint one for $5. I got you. Radio yeah. legend. You know what? We just had that conversation. You said when Tiki comes back, we need to talk about all the baseball offseason problems. Yeah. Baseball's been making mistakes at least since 93. How do the Rockies not open up at home? Yeah. <laughs> How do you start a franchise and their first games are on the road? A lot of times, the Mets' uh, first game ever as the Mets wasn't at home. Diamondbacks was home because I remember looking at that strip from the mound to home plate. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the Marlins were home. Yeah. It was too cold in Denver, probably. Oh. So a week later, it made a big right. difference. Let's stop yeah. talking about this. I really don't want to talk about why the Rockies didn't open at home way, in 1993. New York's balmy in April, too. Uh, we'll get to more of your calls. Plus, I will give you an utterly brilliant idea that would save Major League Baseball. It has nothing to do with free agency. But I can promise you this. MLB has had a very difficult time with TV ratings. And I know that they're listening right now. I am going to give you a plan to fix baseball. Major League Where Baseball you're gonna say all the anybody. MLB offices. You're going to be you like, noticed, holy crap. Sean, now he's out. He'll be back in a happen. couple of days. Have you noticed the NFL TV ratings are, they're always high, but they're even higher right now? Yeah, anytime you get the Detroit Lions in a game and not the Dallas Cowboys, and it's the highest-rated championship game in yes. 10 years, yeah, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. The Kansas City Chief-Baltimore Raven game was the highest-rated AFC championship game of all time. Like, period, stop. All time. And there's a lot of reasons why the NFL is booming, but one of the things that's bringing the NFL even more attention is the relationship between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. There's no denying it. You may be annoyed by it. I don't understand why. You may not like it. I, again, don't understand why. But you have to face reality that it is taking this league to another level. <sighs> but you disagree with that part? This is the fact part of this. Like, this is uh, debatable. You know, well, the only thing I'll say, and Taylor Swift's not at the Lion 49er game where it's the highest rated one in 10 years. No, so no, I got you. I, I don't get, get how that correlates. No, I don't think it necessarily correlates with the Niners, but what you're seeing around Kansas City and what you're seeing around the popularity of the sport that can always be measured 
in just TV ratings, but in just interest. Like I mentioned earlier, Brian Costello wrote this great piece about young girls that are just loving football because of Taylor Swift. There are more eyeballs, whether it's through social media or watching on TV, on this league than ever before, and it's directly connected to something I said yesterday. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are the closest thing this country has to a prince and a princess. And what Major League Baseball needs is they need Taylor Swift hooking up with a baseball player. Could you imagine if Corey Seager, who I know is married, so respect. Imagine if Corey Seager, throughout the rest of the regular season, was hooking up with Taylor Swift. Can you imagine if Corbin Carroll, who most people don't even know who he is, if all of a sudden it started to hit the tabloids, rookie sensation, Corbin Carroll hooking up with Tay-Tay. Could you freaking imagine what that would have done for Major League Baseball? Yeah, you need her at games. You need it on TV. Can you imagine that? She's at Diamondbacks Phillies game seven in a sweep. Do you know what the rating was for that game? I know. I don't know the rating. I know it was terrible. Nine million people watched. Not a terrible rating in terms of baseball for an NLCS on TBS. But comparison to football? Compared to the NFL, not even close. Could you imagine if during that game seven, TBS kept flipping to Taylor Swift with her hands clenched? Watching nervously It'd be a as deal. Corbin Carroll took a big at bat. You know, though, I, I would hope that Taylor Swift would do two things in that spot. Not that it's going to happen, obviously, because she's with Travis, very nice and happy. Do you commit to all the games? Because it's very easy as a football. No, go to every game, yeah. To commit to one game. To Could you to imagine that though? Also, she has. She would have to stay in the spotlight because you. Not for I'm going to say it. I'm disappointed in Kate Upton. Kate Upton. I'm very. Di- you know, it seems foreign. It was not that long nah, ago Kate Upton was the it girl. Okay, but here's the difference. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Kate Upton. I like Kate Upton. It's nothing personal. She was the it girl. Kate Upton is nowhere in the same stratosphere as Taylor Swift in terms of popularity. It's not even close. Okay. She doesn't cut through the needle the way... Is that even a phrase? Cut through the needle? No. Cut, the needle? No, it's cut not. through the... Thread the needle. No, cut through the something. I don't know. You could just say something. she cuts through. Yeah. That's fine. Nobody cuts through like Taylor Swift. That's why the amount of celebrities that could bring baseball to fame if they're hooking up with a star, it's a short list. I admit, like, it ain't a long list. It's Taylor Swift. It's Beyonce. It isn't even Sidney Sweeney, who's like it's, the apple of everybody's you eye. You can deny it. It's Kim Kardashian. Ah. Uh, ah. Dude, you're, you're, you're not, you're underselling how uh, worldly popular she is. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. And Ariana Grande would be the other one. Aria, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I look, and my point on Kate Upton was not that she's in the same stratosphere as Taylor Swift is right now, but I think you're underselling the height of Kate Upton's popularity when she meets Justin Verlander. The biggest issue there for baseball was she met Verlander basically vanished. She stopped making movies. Right, but she but, stopped but, being but like Sean, a model. Sean, Sean, Sean. It's not like even on the same planet in terms of how many times would a network flip over. Like Taylor Swift right now, as in terms of popularity as an American, is a top five popular American. So I admit that is not a long list of people yeah. that can fit that. And the right year coming off one of the biggest successful worldwide tours we have right. seen. Right, so it's the perfect storm. And I understand that Taylor Swift is with Travis Kelsey and it's true real love. And she's not going to just start hooking up with a baseball player because Rob Manfred asked nicely. So I get it would have to be a different megastar. But baseball needs a cool megastar to be hooking up with a baseball star. If they had right. that... I'm not saying they're ever surpassing the NFL. I'm not saying they get 30 million people watching. But it would take baseball, which is a sport I love, and it would up its cool factor. It doesn't have a cool factor right now. It's not cool at all. In fact, when there are certain people who grow beards writing books that are getting published about scorecards, Why it makes are you taking a shot cool. at me? What the hell did I do? Because 
I think that you make baseball less cool. I make baseball. You're turning this into an attack on me? I. By the way, I might make baseball less cool. I'm a this, loser. This isn't about me. I'm a nothing. I'm a peon. Base- I'm talking about Corbin Carroll hooking up yeah. with Beyonce. Baseball stars like, could you in general imagine if that cool. happened, by the way? That's the problem. They're not cool enough to get girls. Of like course. That. You think Travis Kelsey's that cool? Yes. You know what Travis Kelsey did? No, no, no. What he did was he had confidence. Travis Kelsey, and I remember hearing that about that on that podcast he did. I think the one with his brother where he simply said, I just wanted to get her number. Like, he just wanted a shot. That's all it was. And he got a shot, spit some pretty good game, and all of a sudden they're telling each other they love each other after the AFC Championship game. And isn't it a shame? If Travis Kelsey's playing with Daniel Jones, he's never getting that shot with Taylor Swift. Is that what you really think? Oh, are you kidding me? Him being a Super Bowl champion on on the premier team and the secondary star in the team. You think Taylor Swift is dating Evan Ingram? I don't know. I like to believe in true love, and I like to believe that Lugie's made this point before, so I support him on this, where if you gave him an opportunity. He being me, Lugie. Lugie, to just spit game with whomever. Mm -hmm. He would have as good of a shot as anybody because it's opportunity that he doesn't have. Like if he's hanging out with Sidney Sweeney... Uh, 25% chance sure, they get a yeah, date. Sidney Sweeney's an actress in a bar. She's just seen Sidney Sweeney. But that's my right, point. Right. We're now one of the highest rated afternoon radio shows in America. Of course, Lou Gower's got a shot. No, no. The, 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 first of all. I do. Someone no. let my wife know it's over. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's not on the same planet. If Daniel Bellinger had enough game and enough popularity where he said, boy, I would just... Man, I would love to have Taylor Swift's number. And let's say Aaron Andrews. No, no, hear me through on this. And Aaron Andrews said, you know what? I like that Daniel Bellinger. He's a nice guy. I'm going to tell Taylor. Because that's the origin of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey story. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. That Aaron Andrews is the one who went to Taylor and said, Kelsey's a good guy. Here's his number. And that's how they, they got in contact. So let's say Aaron Andrews was like, you know, I like Daniel Bellinger. He's a good dude. He always talks when we do giant games, even though I rarely do giant games. I'm going to do the same thing. You don't think if Bellinger was given that same opportunity that Kelsey had and spat the same game that he could have had an opportunity? Because Travis Kelsey was one of the 20 most popular players in the NFL before Taylor Swift. That matters. And he's only popular because he's an edgy bro who is the second best player on the world's most famous team right now. So to bring it back to what I was saying, you're saying that no megastar would date a baseball player because baseball's too geeky? Well... Is that your point? Well, you're down. I'm just trying, I'm trying to follow you along here. Pretty much. Okay. So there would be no megastar. You're going to hit me with that one would that lower themselves. Wow. What's the bar for megastar, though? Like, Olivia Dunn is very popular, especially with younger guys. She went no. to LSU gymnast. She's dating a, like a minor leaguer. No, 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 no. She's not Taylor no. Swift, but nobody is. So I, you have to draw a that's line the other somewhere. Thing. I gave you Kate Upton, and you poo-pooed that. Because she's not on her level. Kate had her highest popularity was not Taylor. That that's nobody's on that level. Right. I, I'll give you the short. You want the short list? Sure. I'll give you the short list. Beyonce is on that level. Okay. Taylor Swift is on that level. Michelle Obama is on that level. Now, I'm not saying Michelle's leaving Barack to hook up with a baseball player, but you never know. Okay, perfect example. Would Beyonce have ever dated the fourth member of D12? No, she got Jay-Z. I don't know. I don't know I don't know Beyonce that well. I, she's been with Jay-Z for like forever. And Michelle's been with Barack forever. I don't know. But if all of a sudden both those ladies were single, and all of a sudden, like, it came out, that Beyonce was hooking up with uh, Corey Seager. I don't know why I keep going back to Corey you Seager. Pokey Reese. Pokey Reese. Because Corey Seager just won the World Series. Okay. Dude. Fernando Tatis Jr.? 
Fernando Tatis. Oh, that would be guy. That would be a mega story. Now you said you forgot. Here's one. Charles in Connecticut. Remind uh, Sean of a baseball player that was hooking up with a megastar. Uh, Derek Jeter was hooking up with Mariah Carey. <laughs> yep, Mariah sure. Carey was a megastar. She was Mariah Carey. Though is more popular than ever now. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree that back when Jeter was hooking up with her, and here's what I'd argue. I think that Jeter was such a star and baseball was in a better place back then that it wasn't as needed. Like, Jeter was yeah. a megastar because Derek Jeter was known by everybody. The grandma test. Ask your grandma, have you heard of this player? And that's how you know how popular they are. Right now in baseball, I don't know if anyone passed the grandma test, but guess who passes the grandma test? Jeter. Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. By the way, it was And post- how many tight ends passed the grandma test? I mean, think about it. You think Not Tony, Daniel Bellinger. You think Tony Gonzalez in his prime was passing the grandma test? No, Gronk. Ah, maybe. That's a good one. I'll give you that. Both. possible. There's a lot of grandmas that wouldn't mind being fondled by Gronk. <laughs> oh, I agree. And moms. Uh, by the way, he started passing that test when he started being on a lot of commercials. Baseball players aren't in a lot of commercials. They're bad at marketing. When Travis Kelsey started telling you about Ozempic, all of a sudden he's dating, you know, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Baseball players you rarely see in commercials. I will, but you know what? I don't think Kelsey would have passed the grandma test prior to dating Tay-Tay, even though he was doing all those commercials. I don't like think every other commercial. It still wasn't you enough. You don't think so? No. All right. I think it was dating Taylor Swift that took him to just a completely another level. If A-Rod wasn't retired, would A-Rod and J-Lo have fit that bill? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. They were the it couple. I, no, no. I think that's a great example. The problem was A-Rod was done. Like, we're talking about a guy after the fact. You know what I mean? A-Rod and J-Lo. A-Rod was the best one at this. They almost bought the Mets. Who was the, whatever. Who was the famous woman he was dating during the 2009 postseason? Oh. Kate something? Kate Hudson. Kate, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yes, the great Kate Hudson. Now, look, I'm not telling you Kate Hudson is top five in terms of popularity, but that was great for baseball. Elevated, right. When well, did he date Madonna, pre- or post-career? Joe I mean, on Long Island. When did A-Rod date Madonna? Oh. Do you know? Oh, I don't remember when it was, but you guys beat me to it. Yeah, A-Rod, Madonna, A-Rod, Kate Hudson. A-Rod, I mean, A-Rod dated everybody. Yeah. A-Rod dated everybody that was more famous than he was. I know. He was the right guy for the job, man. I'll tell you. When did A-Rod date Madonna now? Hold For on. some reason, I'm thinking it was after. And that. she was much older than him, too. She, she was also like, I don't know. She wasn't as popular. She was popular in terms of name value, but she wasn't as prime popular as Taylor Swift. Around 2008 is what I'm saying. Oh, she was playing. Okay. All right. Oh, wait, she did- right before he was began seeing Kate Hudson. Mm. Wow. Okay. And then Cameron Diaz, Tori Wilson. Oh, Cameron Diaz. The yeah, next but, blonde they saw. But here's the key, and Madonna didn't do this. Here's the key. You have to be there. See, Kate, what was her name again that A-Rod was there? Hudson. Uh, Hudson. I got a mental block against Kate Hudson. I apologize. Nothing against the Hudson family. She hasn't done anything. That's a problem. None of these baseball girls do anything after. Well, Madonna but, fell off the bleachers in 2011. We never heard from her Well, again. but that's the problem. Like, you need someone who is popular in the moment, who, like, right now is out there. Like, Taylor Swift is on a freaking world tour. But they need to not stop what they're doing after they meet said man in their dreams. Taylor Swift better pump out another tour in the next two years. She is. She's going to be in uh, the whole idea now. She's in Tokyo two days before the Super Bowl. So right. she's still out I'm there. I'm talking about next year, the year after. You know, she better stay with Kelsey after three years. <laughs> she better stay with him. <laughs> okay. Dave in Brandcraft, Connecticut. What's up, Dave? Or Brandford, Connecticut. My apologies. What's up, Dave? Yeah. I've got Mount Rushmore number one couple. Yeah. Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but the pre- here's a problem, Dave. It was 100 years ago. Like, I don't mean to be a jerk here, 
Joe D is a legend. Maryland's a legend. I mean, that's, that's when baseball was football. <laughs> right. That's when baseball didn't even need that kind right. of thing. It was 150 years ago. Like, it counts, but it's like, eh. Baseball needs it now. That's mm-hmm. actually the perfect symbol. That's the problem with baseball. Right. There is no Joe DiMaggio situation like well, that where you'd even think of that. The problem is Marilyn Monroe, in her time, was the number one most popular woman in America. Okay, is that, like, we can all admit that even if it was before yeah. our time? And she was dating a baseball player. Right now, the most popular woman in America is Taylor Swift, which I think is a true statement, by the way. I think she is the most popular woman in America. And she's dating a football player. And she's dating the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, I went back and watched two after, and this is sad for Taylor. She's not a good kisser. You were analyzing the kiss? I did. I looked at it because... You were judging the kiss? Because I saw some people (laughs) questioning, like, oh, is she really into the kiss? She's... I don't think she knows how to do a good lip bite. There's something wrong <laughs> there with the way she's kissing. She's uncomfortable kissing. Well, in fairness she's to She's just her. a pecaroonie. In fairness mm-hmm. to her. She's run on the field. It's, you know, it's, it's cold outside. I mean. So it's, it's a friend zone kiss? Is that what you're saying? That's his way of saying it's a fake relationship. Yeah, Is that friend what you're zone, trying to friend say? Zone. Well, that were people's questioning. That was not a kiss where you felt like, oh, that's passionate love. Now, I do think they're really in love. I just think she's a crappy kisser. When you kissed your wife on your wedding day, yeah. did you think it was a great kiss? We were smoked. Um, <laughs> they've, also been kiss- they've also been kissing since high school, so they're probably yeah. bored with each other. No, it was fine. <laughs> it, no, it was fine. good. No, no, stop right there. You just hit it. It was fine. Was that, is that your line? Yeah, but... It was fine. But my kiss was much better when I won my flag football Super Bowl on the field. But hold on. Here's why it was fine. It was fine because you were in front of hundreds of people. It was awkward. You're like you're sitting on. there uh-huh. kissing your wife, your now wife. I'll tell you, my my wife, when we kissed, I would take it back and do it again. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was so nervous. I knew Francesca was watching. Evan. Like, I just knew. I was like, Evan. oh, you know, I'll tell you this about These the kid. are two He's people. He's a terrible kisser, okay? He didn't go in there with any passion. Maybe like, you weren't I was nervous. thinking that. But these are two people that literally get paid to perform in front of thousands, if not millions, on a nightly basis. Do they get performed? To, do they do they get paid to per, the perform kissing is, in front uh, of millions of people? I mean, there's it's, a big difference, man. They didn't make a pornographic film, Evan. It's a kiss. I know, but you're judging the kiss when I have to defend them. Like it's tough in front of a lot of people. Brady basically gave a 10 second Frencher to his kid on camera. We Taylor Swift and Kelsey are. You got to bring up Tom Brady in this. Just saying. I mean, and you got to bring it up, him kissing his kid. I'm just saying. Famous people should know how to kiss. Taylor Swift, don't call And you don't have to go tongue to make a good kiss either, by the way. A French no, kiss. A little lip quiver. Yeah. You know? Like you said, a little nibble on the bottom lip. Yeah, Perfect. Oh, Not too hard, though. You don't want to, like, cut no, somebody. Slight teeth. I'll get you later, Trav. Yeah. Oh, I got God. none of that. I, she was like, she was Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> Did he cup uh, her booty? Nothing, right? It was like it well, was a friend zone. To be fair. Yeah, no. Nah, You'd need a pickleball paddle to do that. <laughs> oh, that. You know, this, is, this is wrong and unacceptable. Hey, that was a shot at Taylor Swift. Why? Why got to take a shot at her? What the hell did she do to you? I have an inverted rump. <laughs> my ass looks like a balloon when you take the air out of it. That's what my ass looks like. So we're all I'm a snow here. cone. You get all gut and neck. You go to my back. You have to literally take a protractor, like Tiki would say, and my <laughs> butt goes in towards my knees. And Taylor's got the same, you know, behind. Let's go to Mo in Brooklyn. What's up, Mo? Hey, guys. Uh, great show. I love, I love the chemistry you have. You know, one, one of the things I have with this whole dynamic is that they're basically the NFL is getting the Nickelodeon slime game for free, meaning they're attracting all new eyes without spending a nickel on this. Thing. I know. I know. And my only my only problem with Taylor is I really respect her as an artist. Yeah. I mean, I even glimpsed at the concert a little bit. 
but she just never seems sincere for some reason. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, you know, you know who's... You see her moves? Yeah. The way she moves in her concert, they're not fluent, they're almost staged. Yeah. You know who's told me this, by the way, Mo? There's someone in my life who has said this to me about Taylor Swift, that he feels everything is done for a reason and everything is staged. You know who Bad that person is? Bad job by me. It's not Beningo. <laughs> I was wrong. I admit it. Uh, it was my dad. My dad says that all the time. Really? Yeah, he's like, you know, you know everything's gonna... planned out. Everything's on purpose. Like, he used to bring up, because my dad's like a music guy. He watches the Grammys, watches those shows. And I think the Grammys are this Sunday. And he would tell they me are. in the back in the day, like every time they would show her when she would give the reaction of, oh, my God, oh, I can't believe it. He always felt, come on, that's some staged crap. I, I'm going to defend Just it. his opinion. You're, I, think your dad, no I think your dad's wrong. I've studied a lot of Taylor Swift. And when did just, you start studying a lot of Taylor Swift? Was uh, it a recent thing? No, because I used to like her country stuff. And then she went on. And she's always struck me as there's something off with her. Mm-hmm. But I realize it's not something off. I think she's just naturally an awkward human being that if she was not famous, she'd be like the awkward girl in class and everything like that. And I think that's it. And I think when you have that many cameras on you and you know that you're constantly looking for reaction, you're not comfortable doing that. That's what you give off. And I think that's why she's a bad kisser. Interesting. I didn't analyze the kiss. Maybe that says more about you than it does me. Maybe it says more about the NFL that I have to sit there and analyze it. I was analyzing the I love you. That I was analyzing. Because they clearly said, I love you to each other. Did you see NFL Network? I think pretty much put it out there. Well, I told you guys this yesterday. You're dating a girl. You're six, seven months in. If you don't tell her you love her, even if you're lying, you're not getting any more ass. I'm sorry. Oh you're my not. God, you got talk. I well, mean, there are kids in the car. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. What kind of uh, conversation is this? You're not getting any more booty. Is that better? I mean, I'm sorry to all the kids in the car. You got to grow up one of these days, by the way. Jesus. I would have just the had a, Hold on. You just had to hear about a protractor and Marash's ass. So now I'm talking about getting it. What's no, the I difference? just want to apologize to our audience. I, I mean, that was an uncalled for comment. Apologize to the audience. I mean, we're not talking about that aspect. I was just <laughs> simply analyzing, I was just analyzing the "I love you." That's oh, so all. then what's your what's your thought on it? The "I love you" part. If it, I was just analyzing the "I love you," what's my thought on yeah, it? Yeah, your analyzation of the "I yes. love you." Um, my thought on it was, I believe the relationship is very real, and she was very proud of him, and she gave a, you know, "I love you." I'm just so proud of what you accomplished. And at the time, Travis was just like, "I am so excited we won the AFC title," which I respect. That he was like, "Yeah, I love you too," and I just wanted to move on. I want to party with the boys. Get me the hell out of here. Like and he was very focused on that. That's all. That's what I came up with. I'm not talking about their bedroom habits. You disgusting pig over there. Ugh. Mike's on Long Island. What's up, Mike? Mm. Hey, Evan. Good to talk to you again. Hey, listen, I got the I got the one, and why it won't work in baseball? Same as Taylor and Travis, Madonna and Jose Canseco. Those, oh yeah, they were at the top. They were at the top when they were dating, and it's just too many games in baseball. You, it wouldn't have the same effect. So I just wanted to throw that that one out there. It wouldn't for have you. the, the same other- effect. It wouldn't have the same effect if Taylor Swift was dating a baseball player. It wouldn't have the same effect. I find that hard to believe. Like, right now, when you play the game of finding another celebrity on her level, that's a very tough game. I admit that. So, her specifically, Taylor Swift, is hooking up with Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks. It would raise baseball. And she's at every game. Like, we really think it would just be ignored? You need him on a team where, like, the Chiefs are always prominent. Like, we see the Chiefs Sunday 425. Like, if she was dating, I don't know. A Seattle Seahawk, it probably wouldn't go that way. So I think the team matters. I don't think I don't think she could date an Arizona Diamondback. If she was dating and he wasn't married, Bryce Harper on the Phillies, I think baseball booms. You see him on Sunday night. Hundred percent. 
Hunter, like so the, you know, we're, we're underselling how popular Kelsey was before that. You know what I mean? You need that perfect, perfect. Boy. Yeah, you know, I get that. I understand that. I just think that her insane popularity would have made a major impact on baseball. If she's sitting there, and you use Bryce Harper, so I'll follow that. If she's in Philadelphia, and she's from Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. it kind of fits all right. That's and with all due respect to Bryce, I know he's married, and Taylor's in a great relationship with Travis Kelsey. Let's just imagine alternate universe, they're both single. Okay? Want to be respectful, Sean. Very, very important. I, I get it. And Taylor Swift is sitting there at Citizens Bank Park, and she is screaming and yelling every time Bryce Harper does something. Right. And every time the Philly fans are going nuts, right. she's out there in a suite, and she's like, yeah, you know, doing her thing. Oh, we'd hate her. Well, we, yes, because, you know. The Phillies. The Phillies. <laughs> but baseball would have gotten, like, double the TV rating. No, you're right. You're right. Shot through the roof. You're right. Football being pigs again. They needed to take the world's most famous star and attach them to there. Football didn't need this. They have Thanksgiving. They have Christmas. They didn't need Taylor Swift. They didn't need it. Like baseball needs it. That would be the biggest thing for the sport. Football is already this giant animal. They don't need any more. And before we transition anything off Taylor Swift, I need to make this public service announcement to anybody that's going to complain about the Taylor Swift coverage ahead of the Super Bowl. You have less than two weeks now. Get your affairs in order on who you're watching the Super Bowl with. If you're going to put yourself in a spot where you're going to be with people who are going to be more into how many times Taylor Swift appears, you have done that to yourself, and you have no business complaining how many times the NFL show. I think the other thing to keep in mind, and I think that's a really, really good point. you got to have the right company. Uh, I'm doing a rewatch on the podcast I do, Rico Bronia, where we're rewatching. Hear me out. It'll make sense. Okay. Game 7 of the 2006 NLCS. And hello, SNY. How are you? So I'm rewatching this game. And what I noticed about Fox's coverage is that every other pitch, they show every fan in the stands. They give you a fan shot after every pitch. Really? Oh, I wish I, I wish I did this with you. I've still never watched that game. Yeah, I'm in it, by the way. I'm late in the game. They show okay. me, but they show everybody. Like, if you were at Game 7, there's a 47% chance Fox showed you at some point during the broadcast. Now, here's my point on why I'm bringing that up. Isn't showing Taylor Swift kind of the same thing? Like, who the hell cares? Right. Like, they're just showing a fan. They happen to be showing someone that's rooting for the Chiefs. So, or that I, crazy Charger fan that night of the Monday night game they yeah, showed her a yeah. million times. Yeah. So it's to me, it's like the same thing. Like, who cares? I, that's why I didn't understand it with Tiki last week. I don't understand it with anybody else. Why would you be annoyed by them showing somebody in the stands, which is essentially what they're doing? It doesn't yeah. make any sense to even be annoyed about it. And I'm not even annoyed at the cover. Like, we're doing this right now. The coverage she's going to get for the next week and a half. Because guess what? Every year, how many Super Bowl storylines get beaten to death? It's not just Taylor Swift. No, I understand. And brothers are playing. Dan is in Mount Olive. What's up, Dan? Is that a real mountain? Um, you don't have to apologize to this car with a seven-year-old boy in it. He's absolutely loving this conversation. No. <laughs> there you go. Got to grow up sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm telling him. Um, <laughs> another couple, a, a couple years back in the uh, the big movement for women's sports was when uh, No More Garcia Parra dated Mia Hamm. Yeah, I do remember that. That's true. I do remember. The problem with any of these relationships is that Taylor Swift is the most popular woman in the country. But then that's where the argument stops because then you can't have anything related. No, no, I think there's about three or four. I'd have to make the list. If I made my power rankings of popular women, I'll tell you right off the top, Beyonce jumped out at me. I mentioned that the other day. She's still up there even if she's not around all the time. Do you go on Instagram followers? Not really. Why? Do you want to use that as a... Because I looked at this yesterday. Ariana Grande. 
Kim Kardashian. Those well, are saying two that have a lot there of There are at least, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven females ahead of Taylor Swift in the world for Instagram followers. All right, let me, give me the names. I'll tell you if uh, they meet my approval. Okay. In terms of being top five most popular woman in America. Selena Gomez. Uh, I don't know. Let me put that one on the side. Okay. Go ahead. Kylie Jenner. Eh, a little bit. Ariana Grande. Uh, yeah, I'm more with Ariana Grande, yeah. Kim Kardashian. I guess. Beyonce. Yes, yes. Beyonce, Beyonce. Yes. And Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, to me. Oh, I'm sorry, and there's one more. Kendall Jenner. So all the Kardashians. Yeah, the genders and the Kardashians. I don't know. Because it's also, they've dated so many different athletes. Like, I don't even know if it has that same effect. I think a part of the effect is that while Taylor Swift's had a lot of public relationships, it's never been with an athlete. Never yeah. once. And the th- there's four right below Taylor Swift, which would be J-Lo, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, Kourtney Kardashian, Miley Cyrus. All right, so let me answer that. J-Lo, yes. Michelle Obama, yes. I didn't include Michelle well, Obama. Well, I am. She's not on the Instagram I, list. I, I don't give a crap what Instagram list she's on. She's one of the most popular women in America. Totally. I mean, it's not even, it's not even a question. Uh, I mean, without going out of bounds here, we're talking about, let's face it, women that would be thought of romantic. I don't think many people are having, like, sexual desires for Michelle well, Obama. Well, you speak for yourself over there, okay? You don't get to decide all of it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ozzy's in Woodridge. How you doing, Ozzy? Hey, I follow Caitlyn Jenner over the pain. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure you do. Eight, seven, seven. <laughs> That's a famous moment in show history, old show history, yes. And good for uh, Coach Brian Costello for not Joe Biden and Taylor Swift. Oh, stop it over there. Stop it. Stop it. It's pickleball week, baby. Can you feel the excitement? I do, and I'm glad you brought up pickleball because there have been accusations made that I want to address a little bit later on. Very, very hurtful accusations about the pickleball game between me and Sean Morash. But I ask you, Ozzy, are you confident that I'm going to knock him off and get rid of this beard, or are you confident in the uh, larger man sitting to my left? Well, first of all, I got a question about this big uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the way I'll answer that question is just the way your two guys' words from yesterday. The 2015 NLCS, loser versus loser, someone's got to win. (laughs) That's fair. That is very fair. I agree with that. But I got a question, and I want both you and Morash Mm -hmm. to have this in the front of your mind during the pregame and the postgame handshakes. Okay. Will either of you be Chase Utleying yourself in the bathroom before the match, oh, time to relax yourself. <laughs> all right, all right. See, I, well, it's going to be in a public place. <laughs> yes. So that's tough. Yeah, the answer's no. If we were playing at Evan's house, the answer's yes. Oh, stop. Uh, I will not be doing any of the sorts. In fact, my pregame preparations is going to be simple. I'm going to do a lot of stretching, and I'm going to visualize kicking your ass. And there's a lot on the line. Okay, what's on the line when I play pickleball against Sean early Thursday morning, and it should be released to the public shortly after that, Mm -hmm. is that if I win, I get rid of this hideous beard. If Sean wins, he gets to make a big show decision. And I got to say, in terms of making a big show decision, this chair I'm in today with Tiki out is very comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But remember, you need the approval of either Tiki or Lugie to fulfill that show decision. So if you're looking to replace Tiki, trust me, I don't think either of them are accepting that. (laughs) Nobody will. But you do get to make a big show decision, which I respect. This morning, Greg Giannotti accused me of something heinous. 
of something heinous. Really? He said this morning. He took morning, a break from Dua Lipa and golf? That's right. And he accused me of setting up the pickleball game as a way to get rid of my beard. And that is not true. That is categorically not true. He implied I would use my position of power as the lead guy around here to convince Sean to throw the match. He should know I have more integrity than that. Than the Sean's match. got integrity. He would never go for something like that. So I want you to look into the camera to the SNY audience and into the microphone for everybody listening. And I want you to respond to these heinous accusations that you would lose on purpose to help me out. Go ahead. To Greg Giannotti or any listener out there that thinks that this is some kind of gimmick to make sure I throw a game to have Evan shave his beard. Kiss my inverted fat ass. I have too much integrity, and I know I'm the better athlete, which is the whole purpose of this game. And Evan, who called me fat, will learn how tight his moves himself will be flopping all over the place as I'm pickleballing left and right and shuffling my feet like Icky Woods. Take a lap. Go, Sean. Did you really need to take a shot at me during that whole process? Again, we have a promo going around me. You called me fat. That, so, that is true. I did do that. This pickleball... I called you a rodent. So. <laughs> you did. This pickleball matchup on Thursday morning will be legitimate. <laughs> it will be a legitimate matchup. I will face Sean. We will play pickleball. We will play. It will be documented by not just WFA and Digital, but we have actually gotten a referee to yeah. referee the game. Which is great. And there's no way I would ever. See, and their last name's not Hockey. It's not Earl Hebner, right? No. Okay. No, of course not. They're not fixing it for me. No. And I would Tim never. Tim he is available. Right. I would never use my power or influence to convince Sean to lose. Like, athletic activities around by, here. By the way, your power or influence to influence me to lose. Yeah, how would I do that? What do you think? I own them? Like, I, I yeah, what's your power influence to tell me to lose? Oh, I, I'm going to play him and whoop your ass. I mean, you think I could fire him? You think I wanted him on the show? Like, what, you think I have all this power? I'm Did waiting. you not? I mean, yeah. you're fine. I like you. Oh, so, wow. That's not true. I want to make that very, very clear. I am not using anything to convince Sean to lose. What I love about this place, with some of us around here, is we're not afraid to embarrass ourselves. Beningo taught me that. Don't be afraid to look stupid. And he was never afraid of that. <laughs> no, and he I'm, wasn't. And I'm not afraid to look stupid. We're going to play a game and a sport that I love, and we're going to do it to the best of our ability. I have in the past shown that I am not afraid of showing my athletic or lack of athletic ability. That's right. So... I welcome all. In fact, I had another great idea. A three-point shootout during All-Star Week in which we all compete in a three-point shootout. I was thinking of that idea, too. And that Ooh. wouldn't be fixed either. I'd compete in that bad boy. I like that. Yeah. So if I lose this one and I win that one, beard's gone. So no, that's it. You're just going to try to find the sporting event you're good at to get rid of the beard? <laughs> no, no, no. Not gonna, I, hope you, I hope you invest in beard oils, pal. No, no. I agree that if I lose this, I cannot ask for beard removal for like a month. Clearly. Like, I'll have to extend it for a longer period of time. But it is a legitimate, actual pickleball game, and I plan on whipping that ass all over the place Thursday morning and then shaving that beard and feeling good. My face will feel naked, but I need it really badly. I did do a little trimming last night. Hmm. Is that allowed, by the way? I cut, like, a little bit of my sideburns, just like like a quarter of an inch, just to even it out. It's allowed, but now you got me thinking. Big show decision. I got a very hairy back and behind, too. Maybe there will be shaving one way or another by win or loss. Oh, God. You look like a man o lantern. Would you and Tiki agree to have an Evan shave my back and butt on <laughs> oh, the air? God, stop. No. Thank you. No, okay. I don't want to witness that, uh, Shamu. That could, be a, that could be a big show decision, and I get clean.
Yeah, but someone's got to benefit from it. Who the hell's benefiting from that? Me. Let's go to Danny in New Jersey. What's up, Danny? Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, first of all, the word inverted, Sean, just put a vision in my head I need to get rid of. But <laughs> power couples, and I was thinking about the shaving piece, too, but the power couples, did anybody mention uh, Brady and Giselle? Yeah, that's the ultimate. But, no, but here's count. the thing about the NFL. It never needed this kind of thing. Also, like the NFL is king. So when you've got your greatest quarterback in the world dating the most popular international model of all time, it's just like it's it's overkill. It's like this Kelsey thing with Taylor Swift we talked about. They don't need anything like that. Plus, to be real, I don't think many people in this country with football fans heard of Giselle until she was dating Tom Brady. She's very popular globally, not as popular in America. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And where she was popularity-wise, she was not in the top 10. Like, no. top 30 maybe. I don't even know. I mean, so I don't think she rose to the level yeah. of Taylor Swift. More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. There's been a lot of talk the last couple of days about analytics or ruining sports. You're all wrong. Major NFL news today that was rather surprising. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, I was told, and really we were all told, was going to be the next head coach of the Washington uh, Commanders. I'm reporting it's the Admirals. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't happen. And I don't know what the hell happened. Because I remember last week, it was said right here on this radio station, Ben Johnson, it's a lock, I think was the term. It's a lock. He's going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. The Commanders. And it did not happen. In fact, Ben Johnson informed the Detroit Lions and the Washington Commanders I'm good. I want to win a Super Bowl, and I'm going to remain the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. So Clearly, he doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. First thing, right. The first aspect was, I'm surprised. And then the other aspect is, what does Boomer have against Washington? I'm reporting it's the Admiral. The commanders. I I don't understand it. Because Boomer's a very reliable guy. But for some reason with Washington, it's like, he's like allergic to Washington. I don't understand it. I still trust him. I still believe in him. But that's strike two, big man. I'm reporting it's the Admiral. The I'm commanders. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, that's odd. I feel for Boomer here in this spot. Oh, you're such a wuss. No, 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 no. <laughs> what? I I believe that there are reporters out there who uh, get fed information, wrong information on purpose to divert a little something. I think Boomer could be getting used here a little oh, bit. Oh, you think he got sort- used that it was put out yeah. for nefarious reasons? Exactly. Swerve a little bit. But I got to give it to Boomer in this. If it's not going to be Ben Johnson, what the heck are the commanders doing waiting to hire a coach, though? Well, I think they thought maybe they thought it was going to be maybe Ben Johnson. They thought it was going to be him, and he said no. But you only get 32 head coaching jobs. If you're Ben Johnson, you want to win a Super Bowl, so you want to finish what you start in Detroit, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because what uh, if the Lions offense, what if golf turns into a pumpkin next year? I, he, he may never be as shiny bright as he is right now. I think it probably shows you that maybe the Washington job wasn't as appealing as it seems. And by the way, one last thing about Boomer screwing this up. My favorite person to kind of go after him was my man, Sonny Carton. Okay, the great Sonny Carton. Oh, no. Who says, I love him like family, but Boomer has to stop trying to break Washington news. <laughs> I'm reporting it's the Admirals. <laughs> the Commanders. Oh, no. First, the team is confirmed to be changing their name to the Admirals. Then they were locked to sign Ben Johnson. Crying emoji. I mean, I... Uh, you know what? That made me laugh, too. The so, Commanders. I'm reporting it's the Admirals. To further, to further <laughs> Sonny's point, because Sonny's not wrong... Uh, Boomer really actually has to stop reporting, even if he has good info on the commanders now, because nobody will believe him. Yes. 
you know, two times. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the old hoo-ha. You it's because it's about the same franchise. You can't now. That's it. We're done. He can't report who they're drafting in April. We're done. Now, to your point, because you do bring up something real interesting, and then I'm going to give you a little defensive analytics, and we'll get to plenty of your calls. We're all hanging mm-hmm. out on this Tuesday. Yay, more analytics. Yeah, no, no, different. Trust me. It's not all about right. analytics and numbers. It's why you guys have completely misinterpreted it. Instead of using it as one brand as bad, it's actually good when you think about it. But I'll explain that in a minute. Ben Johnson's risking something very, very high right now, and that is his value is at its peak. Yep. The Lions just got to the NFC title game. You can become Mike Kafka. Like, it happens. Last year, Mike Kafka, and who knows, maybe he gets a head coaching job by default these days, but his value was a lot higher a year ago. And unfortunately, sometimes not even your own fault, things go backwards. So where Ben Johnson is taking a major risk, and I respect he's loyal to Dan Campbell, he's trying to win a Super Bowl in Detroit, and maybe he thinks next year there are more appealing openings, which he may be right about. But you don't know if you're going to be the same hot-to-trot candidate as you are now. So I think Ben is taking a major risk in going back to Detroit. Uh, And I'll go one further. I don't like this excuse. If this is really his excuse going around NFL circles... I would not hire Ben Johnson to be my head coach going forward. He would be off my interview list now. Mm. Because if you want to win a Super Bowl, if that report is true, and that is what he told those teams, I want to win a Super Bowl, then to me, you have told the world, you don't think you're good enough to win a Super Bowl in short order as a head coach. Oh, that's how you took it? Like he's taking a shot at his own self? No, no, no. I don't think he's taking a shot at himself, but if I was an NFL owner... I would think he didn't realize he's taking a shot at himself. If you want to win a Super Bowl, to do that, think about all the great head coaches that have won Super Bowls. It's very rare that we look back at mm-hmm. a coach that won a Super Bowl and they're bad. You don't have that hunger and that will and that desire because to me, I would think, yeah, I want to win a Super Bowl and I'm going to do it as the head man in charge and I'm going to build this program and what I learned from Dan. Yeah. Not, I'm going to run back to the team that just won the NFC Championship. I, I, I the think as long as he continues to do a good job in Detroit, like Josh McDaniels continues to do under Bill yeah. with the Patriots, his value will be enhanced. I'm merely saying he risks that. This isn't Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. This is... Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Like, what if the Lions take a major step back? I think that's the risk he's taking. But especially if you're an offensive mind and you were going to get a job in Washington where we all think they're going to be in position to draft the quarterbacks. Also, you don't think you're good enough with one of these young quarterbacks to mold and turn him into a Super Bowl contender? Yeah. I don't know if organizations are going to look at it that way. Now, here's the reason why I defend analytics real quick. Oh, yeah, think about this. In baseball, we get pissed off that pitchers are taken out early. Yep. And that's usually the crux of us screaming and yelling about the numbers are ruining baseball. And by the way, I think we all agree. We'd rather see starting pitchers go deep in games. So if we think of analytics as the thing that's avoiding that, makes perfect sense. Analytics in baseball, bad. Simple thing, not necessarily fully accurate, but I get why it's bad, right? That's number one. Batting averages don't matter until the Braves are all hitting over 300. uh, Right. Right. And we care about that stuff. In basketball, I know that there are a lot of people that don't like the fact that we see more three-point shots than ever before. It's more of a debatable subject, but I get it. That's the analytics. And so, ooh, I don't like that the game is being relied upon shooting a lot of threes. That's bad. Here's why in football it's good. We're all missing the boat right now. We all yesterday, all around the country, we certainly did it right here on this station, we analyzed Dan Campbell's decisions to go for it instead of kicking field goals. And yeah, from a standpoint of trying to win that game, we all screamed and yelled, he made a bad decision. We all had our opinion. Mm -hmm. But we all came back to, it's the analytics. Tiki, it's the analytics. I heard dogs screaming about this. It's the analytics. It's the analytics. It's the analytics. Let me ask you guys a question. 
And this is where I will win slam dunk. And you'll say, Evan, you're right. When you're watching a football game, you don't have any betting interest. So you don't have an interest in Team A or Team B winning. Jets and Giants aren't playing. You just want to be entertained. You watch football, right? Which I still think a lot of people do. You sit back and you watch football. Let me ask you guys a question. Okay. What do you think is more entertaining? Kicking a 52-yard field goal or going for it on fourth and two? Let me ask you guys a question. What do you think is more entertaining? Punting on fourth and five from your own 40 or going for it on fourth and five from your own 40? The answer is simple. It's both. No, it's going for it. Don't try to get too cute. I'm not trying to to answer the question. I'm not trying to get too cute. It's going for it. You know that. No, I will say this. It becomes redundant and annoying to the broadcast when it's constant. When it calls for it and it's a big moment, I'm into it. And I think we all acknowledge. No, no, no. You're not answering the question. I am answering it. Forget analytics for a second. If you constantly go for a fourth down, it's not exciting. That's Come on. I'm serious. You You don't think, by the way, teams... Go and punch for punch, all right? We got a field goal. You know, it's, it's not like you're kicking 9-9 versus these games. Isn't exciting seeing how, what these quarterbacks Punting can do? Punting and kicking a field goal is arguably one of the worst parts of football. Tackling and big hits and sacking the quarterback and 70-yard gains and big runs. That's football. No offense Dude, to all the special I, teams I are mean. out there. No offense to Steve Weatherford and Jay Feely in the audience. And you know this is true. And I'm only annoyed at you because I think you just don't want no. to admit I'm right about something. No, I think your point's stupid. It's not, Lugie. I think you're being a big poo-poo Break face. the tie, Lugie. I'm with Evan. Thank you, brother. I no, no. love, a lot of people love playing Madden. You know why? Because you don't punt in Madden. No, this is weird. You can't tell me punting, punting is fun. Punting sucks. Guys, it's boring. I'm not stupid. telling you that punting is fun. By the way, when you get a good coffee court, I don't want to hear punting's boring. You Jet fans couldn't wait to try out Thomas Morstead for introductions. We have no yeah. choice. All right? They are the Jets, though. Yeah. <laughs> That was our Listen, team, dude. It was the way they were built. Everybody walk outside today? Uh, All right? Yeah. What, what, what'd you feel? I don't know. I felt despair that Tiki wasn't here. That's horrible. <laughs> you know that? I'm going to hit really? you in the face with a pickleball. <laughs> Go scratch, bro. Yeah. Why did you take yeah, offense wow. to that? Because I'm here, too. What am I, chopped friggin' liver? Wow, I'm shocked that Louie took a shot at me, but I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, what you felt today was bone-chilling cold. Okay? We all hate it for the most part, unless you're crazy. Okay. All right? Why do you why do you love the summer so much? Because you, you appreciate it. You don't see it enough. And when it comes, it's like your old friend. You you think back to the cold days. You will get so tired and not think going forward on fourth down is exciting within the next 10 years of football if we see it 20 times a game. I can't the believe. The rarity no, makes it no. exciting. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm on the other side of this argument. You're too geeky for your own good right I'm now. not too geeky. No, you are. I'm you not, actually I'm not, said not, before you stopped yourself... What's better than a great kick, like a great punt where well, you no, pin him back at the Because you're acting five. like all punts are Shut boring. Up. That Look, I get that's it. That's boring. I get it. There are times, and a lot of times, where punting is boring, and that's the NFL's own problem with special teams and all that stuff. But I think that this doesn't have to be an either-or thing. I think that extreme analytics where coaches are absolutely nuts, like I didn't find Charger games more exciting because Brandon Staley couldn't help himself on every fourth down. It drove me nuts. I like like two heavyweight fighters in a football game trading blows. And if that leads to punts or field goals at times, I'm fine with that because overall the game of football I find to be beautifully exciting with all of its flaws. There's another element of this. Nobody drafts a punter in fantasy football. 
people gamble on touchdowns. They gamble on yards. Yeah, okay. They don't gamble on punts. And by the way, I the wasn't NFL even, knows that's part of the popular. I understand that. I wasn't even bringing that up as a point. A, but it's another aspect of this that it's it's like a home runs of baseball. It's Chicks not dig the long football, ball. You like though. scoring. If it's not I football, Sean, you want everybody to have a retractable roof. <laughs> Is that football? The play indoors, like it's yes. the arena league. Because no, then, it's may, not. because then maybe there'll be less fourth and ones. So we can actually convert some third downs. If I put out a poll and I already have it written. What's more exciting in the yeah, NFL? Because people are morons. They're going to side yes. Okay, you. so you're admitting you're going to lose, because but people, you're just saying we're all dumb. Because people aren't thinking about it constructively. People are pigs. I you think know, DeVito might be the answer. I, I, you know what? I, lo- I love Thanksgiving dinner, but you know what? I feel like crap at night because I had seven pounds of mashed potatoes. You don't need 74,000 conversions in a football game. Answer the question. When your team lines up for a fourth and four from their own 40 versus punting, Fire the coach. What's more exciting? Forget about the right move. Let's say you're on the fence. It's 50 50. It's the more exciting no, play. My butt cheeks are puckered wondering what the heck this coach is thinking. Hey, by the way, that doesn't yeah, mean. Stop thinking about it that it way. It doesn't when mean you're... I find Todd Bowles football exciting. I find right decision making exciting. I, I, I get that. But ultimately, what play is more exciting? If you're watching a game without gambling on it, without your team playing, this is indisputable. Right, so then why don't we just make sure every game there's 60 passes, we never hand it off. But, 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 but I didn't say run plays aren't exciting. Where the hell did that come from? Well, you think what's more exciting, a passing play or a run play? I'll tell you something a controversial. It's a real opinion. And I think we all have this in sports. An opinion that you truly have that you know if you say out loud, you'll be ridiculed to make. Okay? We all have that. I'm going to give you one right now. You ready? Okay. I'd ban field goals in overtime. It's a freaking bore. Yeah. I'd ban it. In fact, Dude, maybe I'd take it further. I think I'd ban field goals from the NFL. What do you I don't mean? think I'd even have it. I think it's awesome watching guys make from 50 oh, or more now. Oh, stop. It's got, by the way. It Is has, this football or a kicking contest? Like, come on, come on. Football. Giants have gotten burned with a plenty. You don't find long field goals like, oh, my God, is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? You don't find that exciting? Eh. Not what? as exciting as needing to get in the end zone, no. no. This is Aaron Evans' floor. It's my flaw. It's my opinion. This is why I prefaced it by saying we all have a sports opinion that you know if you say. You want to hear another one? I got another one for you. No, because I found. From basketball. You want to hear basketball? I found the problem with you watching sports. What? I found the problem, and you've you've proven it right here. With me watching sports. Yes. Go ahead. You have changed as a sports fan in recent years, and you've bragged about this and bragged that you have perfected the art of not having to watch a game live and instead catch up. You bragged about that. That has nothing to do with it. I will. Watch where I'm going, pal. Desperate. You're very desperate. Because when you watch a game live and (laughs) you're living and breathing every moment, you don't have the ability to fast forward through commercials. Some of those subtle plays, like lining up for a long field goal, the drama builds. You have inherently, by fast forwarding through commercials, taken away so much drama that when you get to the field goal, you're like, eh, whatever, okay. You don't have that suspense anymore when you watch a football game. I watch football 90% of the time live. So that doesn't fit the, like the Nets last night, Ben Simmons' return, DVR. Totally admit that. The Knicks last night, DVR. 100%. Baseball, a lot of DVR. Football's the one sport I don't do it in, for the most part. A little bit in the playoffs, if mm. I've got things I mean, with the family. You see, you watch the game at 4 a.m. in the playoffs? Yeah, in the playoffs. And, but that's and you part... don't think that would gauge your difference on whether you determined a field goal was going to be exciting or not? No, because every regular season game I watch, which is the vast majority of games that you watch during a season, is all live. And I have the built-up drama. It's just an unpopular sports. Look, we all have this. Most of us don't have the balls to say it. Like, I'll give you one in basketball real quick. Big, bald Evan. That's what we're yeah. thinking. I think uh, in basketball... Uh-huh. We got to do that rule. Uh, the, what's the, uh, the, the 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 minutia count rule in the yes, all star game. Yes, I love that. Whatever it's called. <laughs> what's it called? The algorithm, Alvin. <laughs> yeah, whatever. what's it called again? 
The Elon Musk. The Elon rule. The Jason Elon rule. Yeah, yeah. I love that rule. Now, I love basketball, and you're going to say, oh, you're such a fraud. You know I love the NBA. I watch every game. I think the Elon rule would be great. My point is in football, kicking, whether it's punts and field goals, are kind of a last resort. You want your team to play football. And so this is one of those rare examples. It's not the case in baseball. It's more debatable in basketball, where when we scream it's the analytics, it's actually better for the game. Like, pitchers coming out early, we all agree it's bad and it's ugly. In basketball, it's more debatable about the three-point shot. If you were being honest the way Lugie is, and I respect that, you'd admit that I'd rather see a team go for it on fourth down. I'm 36 years old. If you're a Giant fan around my age frame, Lawrence Hines kicking that field goal versus the Packers in overtime is the top five most exciting play in our Giant history. You have to take the – I just said, keep your team out of it. Like You, you just can't watching, keep your team out of it. You're just watching a game. What's more exciting, going for it or punting? If I have no yeah, – okay, yeah, I have no cat in the dog race. What do you call it? You have no dog in the fight. Cat in the dog race. I have no cat – no dog in the fight. You think I'm, I'm bad with these analogies? Yeah, sure. Okay, then you watch the kids play men, but I, I have a dog in the fight. And I'm sensible to realize that's still a stupid take, and I think I would get sick of it if that's all football was. By the way, I put the poll out there very early returns. I'm winning by a lot, but not enough. Only 74% would rather go for it. I'm a sensible I think people are just being jerks. Like, this really, it's not even a debatable question. No, I think. What's more exciting? I mean, come on. Because football. What are we talking about? It's not like all of a sudden the last three years people went, aha, look. Football's exciting. Teams are stopping punting. No, football's been exciting for 30 years. I understand that. Football's the greatest game maybe ever created, but. Going for it is a more exciting play than lining up for a punt. All, all like I'm, I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's not is, even a question that I would ask, thinking I would get blowback. It would be a simple. Coca Cola is great. You drink too much of it, you get a bellyache. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Don is in New Rochelle. How are you, Don? Hey, Evan. I'm going to say what you always say. Here's why you're wrong. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> okay, tell, <laughs> tell me. Go ahead. <laughs> this is a game. It's a game played by human beings, and whether or not it's boring or exciting, the end result is to win. And I'll use the Lions game because it's the most recent example, but the stadium was silent. The 49ers had their heads down. You keep tacking on points, and I know it's 17 instead of 21, but every time you do that, the 49ers' heads get a little bit lower. The stadium gets a little bit quieter. I agree with that, by the way. That's not my point. I'm not saying they made the right decision. It's more analytics, and forget about just simply that moment from two days ago. In general, if there's more going for it in the NFL than there is settling for punts or kicks, would you not admit that's a more exciting play? That's all I'm saying. No, I agree with Sean. It's, 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 there's more strategy involved. Now, hold on. hold on. Here's a perfect example, Evan. Go ahead. What, what is more exciting? And, no, and understand the hit rate on the play. Go ahead. Um, you're watching two teams, and they have the ball at the 45. Is... Uh, a quarterback throwing up a Hail Mary for the win more exciting, or is Jake Elliott lining up for a 62-yard field goal more exciting to you? Say it again. What's more exciting, going for a Hail Mary or a long Your kick? team is down two points, right. okay? You're watching a game independence, not your team, all right? And the yardage is it's either going to be a Hail Mary or the kicker's lining up for a 62-yard Throw field goal. Throw into the end zone. Game. Easy, yeah. Are you, you know how many Hail Marys are boring? Seeing a kicker be able to make it from 62 if they come close or make it, that's way more exciting play than a Hail Mary. And the game coming down to one play in the end zone? I'd, rather, I'd, rather, make see, a play? I'd rather see a kicker attempt a 62-yard field goal than see another Hail Mary that's a dud. I think the point that we are missing is I'm not defending Dan Campbell's decisions. 
I'm saying if we're all complaining the day and two after that it's analytics and it's ruining the game, ask yourself, what is it ruining? Like, think about that. In baseball, I get it. It's ruining the starting pitcher. It doesn't exist. We all pretty much agree, hey, that sucks. Wouldn't it be great if we saw starters again? But in football, what are we ruining? We're ruining less field goal attempts. We're ruining less punts and skewing it instead and by going for it. Like, ask yourself, is that bad? And the answer is, it's not. It's not worse. It's not ruining the game. You could argue analytics ruin baseball. You can't say that about the NFL. You can't tell me that, oh, God, this sucks. They're going for it again. No human thinks that. Have you noticed the percentage of overtime games has dipped over the last five years? Have I noticed the percentage of overtime games? In the NFL, Mm -hmm. the percentage of overtime games has dipped over the past couple of years. Okay. You don't think that aggressiveness has anything to do with that, where maybe you make a fourth down call, you make or miss, that leads to less ties that lead to overtime? Isn't overtime more exciting? Well, but do you think that's related to that, or is it related to I think it's all part of it. No, you know what I think that's related to? I'll give you an honest answer, because I didn't even know that, and I'd love to see the numbers on that. Maybe you should look it up during the break to actually confirm you're not lying to us. No, no, I I only know that because when I bet the overtimes, I saw... I think more teams go for two down a point, like we've seen with Brian Dable. That's part of analytics and going for it, right? No, no, I understand, and that's a more exciting play, by the way. But would you rather see an overtime game? Because I'd rather see the overtime. No, I think a game coming down to one play is more exciting. I I totally think that's more exciting. 100%. That's a, that's a closer question. How would you answer that one, Luke? What's more exciting? A game going overtime where you never know what's going to happen, or this game is ending on this play? This game is ending on this play. Thank you, sir. Overtimes can be kind of plotting and boring, too. I get it's free football, but I don't find it that exciting. Also, returns aren't that exciting anymore. Everything about kicking is boring. And kickers stink. They're frustrating. You get annoyed. I'd rather have my quarterback or running back make a play than some guy that drinks coffee all week try to kick a field goal. And that's the point. That's what I want you guys to understand. Analytics. I'm not talking about breaking down the numbers and what's right or wrong. I'm not talking about that. Or what's better for your team. That's a case-by-case basis. What I'm saying is, in baseball and to a degree basketball, it's different in basketball because I do think it's debatable, the game in many eyes are being ruined by the numbers. I don't know how you can make that argument in football. Well, the game is not being ruined by coaches saying, let's go for it instead of kicking a field goal. Like, if all of a sudden, hear me out on this. Just hear me out. If the analytics started to say, you know what, it's third and 30, you're better off punting. If that's what the analytics started saying, I would say, boy, that's ruining the game. That's stupid. Like, what are you going to punt on third? That's dumb. But if the opposite is occurring where there's more situations where teams are going for it, you can't say that's ruining the game. We all freaked out for 24 hours because Dan Campbell made bad decisions. Uh-huh. I get it. But take a step back. Hear what I'm saying. Don't react emotionally, and you'll say, you're kind of right about that. It's not ruining the game. What are we talking about? I would have liked to see the Niners with the ball in their hands with two minutes left after Dan Campbell made right decisions trying to tie or win the game. Uh, Also, be an IFO for a second, independent football observer. (laughs) Take you back to Giants-Jets this year. Yes. Okay. What made for a more exciting ending? Graham Gano lining up and missing a field goal, or if Saquon Barkley would have ran for one yard and we kneeled it out? That's a difference. It doesn't Uh, doesn't fit. Doesn't fit what we're talking about. You you talked about excitement that created an insane exciting ending because a team because you guys failed because you guys choked. Either way, I need you to choke. Whether it's Saquon well, being shut down on fourth down or kicking the field goal and missing it, like the, the I don't, attempt I don't think of the a field works. goal led to a more exciting ending. And if Saquon went for it and got stuffed, that'd be an exciting ending too. That question didn't work. Try again. 
No, no. It was a good try. You work. don't like because I keep giving you examples of how field goals are more exciting than you're giving them credit for. Them going for it on fourth down would have been more exciting. Why don't you ask it that way? And the answer is that would have been more exciting. I disagree. How <laughs> I just, Kicking I, I, the ball through the uprights is more exciting than a football the, play? You're giving another team a chance to get the ball I'm back? I'm more of a football fan than he is. Because I, I enjoy football. You enjoy a kicking contest. No, no, no. You enjoy Madden. No, no I enjoy no, no. football. Football. I think Sean views football like Evan views baseball. Follow me along here. And then Evan appreciates baseball. He doesn't want things to change. He didn't want the, you know, the DH and the NL, stuff like that. Sean is like that with football. Guess what? There are a lot of people that don't like change, but sometimes change is good. Big misnomer. Hold on. Big misnomer I will not accept. Okay. While I'm a traditionalist in baseball, I scream for a pitch clock before anybody else. You were yeah. right so on that. this idea and that by the way, I don't a lot like of people, changes. And it changed and it made better baseball Thank better. you. The idea I don't like changes is absolute BS. Didn't I say will that. call for changes in any sport I watch if I think the change makes sense. By the way, okay. you, didn't, you didn't want a DH in the NL. Now you're screaming on the lead that you need to sign one. Today. Because they oh, haven't yeah. just let all your pitches. You didn't the, think it was a big deal. By the way, now you pissed me off. I'm going to throw <laughs> something at you. You're probably going on the DH. No, no. I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> Here's why. This, this, Chris Russo said this to me once. I was so angry at him. I love dog. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Rosie really so, took that pregame pep talk to heart. Good job. And this is the same thing. I want you to hear me out. All right. So I had Dog on years ago. We were talking about the expanded playoffs in baseball. And I said, I'm against it. And Dog's like, hey, it's crazy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, we're both traditionalists. He wanted it. I didn't want it. And his retort to me was, hey, Evan, will you watch the Mets or anybody if they're in the expanded playoffs? And I said, well, yeah, I'm a baseball fan, of course. He's like, that just proves you're wrong. You're going to watch it. That means you like it. I said, right. No, that. That doesn't prove I'm going to like Take it. Take a stand. If you really don't like something, say, this is not going to entertain no, me. I'll wait for them to move on. on. That's like saying you're against a move the Giants made. Hey, take a stand. Don't watch your team. It's your team. Of course you're going to watch it. So, of course I was going to watch baseball. I didn't want the DH in the National League, but you want me to say I don't huh? care who the DH is? Well, let me, it's a position in baseball. Let me I ask have you to something. live with it. Like, let, with let me ask you something. What kind of analogy is that? What's more exciting in sports? I hate a, you right a, now. a pitcher hitting or a DH hitting? <laughs> Uh-oh. So. Yeah, we caught you on that one. Caught me on that. Didn't think of that. Did Wait, him that long to yeah, do it. Yeah, I fed it to him. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a tough one. The pitcher hitting. Oh, come if on. you give me the double switch and a guy putting on a starter jacket at second base, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yes, the bunting. <laughs> Stop fighting. <laughs> then I don't want to hear you want Justin Turner at 39 years old and just send Rick Reed back up to pinch it. It took him 10 minutes to go. Oh, you gave it to him, Lugie? He did. He you son of a bitch. You found my kryptonite, and you used it again. Because you me. were wrong on the DH in the NL, and you need to be called. But you agree with me about the whole analytics and football, how going forward is I, better, Yeah, right? I can agree. With, what am I, like, you guys are getting a divorce, and I'm the kid? Yes, I yeah, can yeah, agree yeah. with both of you. Yeah, yes. like Loogie! <laughs> one weekend I'm at Evan's house, the next weekend I'll be at a I hope we're not getting a divorce. <laughs> Last shorter than Tri-Break Hill. <laughs> that turned out not to be true, by the way. You know, it did, but now maybe not. It's yeah. Like, it's weird. I think they're okay. Thank God he's not a giant or chase. Eric is in uh, Port Monmouth, New Jersey. How are you, Eric? Hey, Evan. How you doing? We're good. Just calling up? as a follow-up with you and Sean on this uh, issue, whether or not kicking is uh, an important strategy in the game. Yeah. What about the PAT? Uh, the NFL moved it back to make it a more exciting play. I'd ban right? it. Is that something? Yeah, I'd ban it. i get rid of it. Yeah, I'd eliminate it. I'm yeah. not even kidding you. Like, See, here's what we all need to do. The teams miss it. It Hold creates on. weirdness. Deep, deep, I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to, everybody, <sighs> take a deep breath. That's not a deep breath. That's you, like, burping into the microphone. <laughs> everybody has to sit down, and they say this to my kids in school now, sit uh, crisscross applesauce. Apple That's what they call this. Applesauce. Applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. When you sit down, 
And, you, you know, they used to call it something else, but I'm afraid that I can't say it anymore. <laughs> Give it, was, it a whirl. We'll, we'll decide to cancel a, you or not. It was a style that yeah. one would sit. Crisscross applesauce. I want everyone to sit down and take a deep breath. We all have a very, very unpopular opinion that we have about sports. We all have it. Okay? It's very unpopular, and you decide not to say it very often. NHL playoff games should be decided by shootouts. Th- that's your answer? No, that is an unpopular opinion. That is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. Very, that's a great example. I don't know if it's his, but hold on for a second. Like, we all have one, and we choose not to talk about it because we know we're going to get ridiculed if we ever say it. It's like our uncle who has a crazy political opinion, and he knows, I'm not going to bring it up at Thanksgiving. Like, I don't want to deal with everybody thinking I'm a maniac. So, we all have it. Okay. Deep breath. We all have it. Jose Altuve. We all have it. Okay. I've taken a million deep breaths here. Get to the point. Thank you. No, that's my point. So Uh, I happen to have, and I haven't brought it up much, the idea that I would ban kicking from football. I get rid of it. I think it's stupid. I think it's a waste of time. Who needs it? What is this, kicking competition? We need to see Harrison Butker line up for a 62-yard field goal? Yes. No, thank you. I, I pass. That's mine. Okay. You can freak out. Your bald head could have veins through it. That is my unpopular sports opinion I'd rather keep to myself. Now, since we're sharing, and that's what we do around here, go ahead. I know you have one. I'm, uh, I'm going to reiterate We're not going to take calls on it for four hours. Don't worry. You could just say it and let it disappear. Go ahead. The NHL, the way games end in overtime, specifically the playoffs, is so sudden, it actually is not as drama-filled as the game is. I would rather have the elongated drama of a shootout the same way the World Cup does and the Hockey Olympics do. I'm, your players are that skilled. Your goalies that skilled. I want to see one-on-ones. You play overtime. You don't have an inning. We don't need two, three, four overtimes. I want the shootout to end playoff games. Now, because we're a safe space, I will not say that Sean just said the dumbest thing in humanly possible. I will not politely ask Tom or Rosie to call up Howie Rose immediately so Howie could actually lose it on Sean on the radio. Don't do that. <laughs> not fair to Sean. Can I say he said the dumbest thing ever? How about he gets his ass up back from Florida, calls more Islander games, and he could tell. Uh, he doesn't do the Islanders anymore. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> That's, that was the joke. But yes. by the way, if Howie Rose heard that, he would freaking lose his mind. Like, he would curse on WFN. Like, if, if you called up Howie now, don't do it. Maybe a different day. If you called up Howie, got him off the golf course, and said, Howie, real quick, just want to get your opinion on this. And we said it to him on air that Sean Morash, diehard hockey fan, would like playoff You're games. You're quotes. I mean, my dog's <laughs> named Ranger. If, <laughs> if Howie heard that, he'd like, oh, my God. I don't even know what would happen. Okay. I, but I'm acknowledging that that would not be popular. It's just my opinion. Do you feel better that you got that off your chest? No, I didn't plan on it today. Lugie, go ahead. I know you have one. I do. This is more for local here. The 90s Knicks are the most overrated period of sports in this town's history. They won squat. They never got it done. Everybody loves the best. Carmelo Anthony. Give me one example where Patrick Ewing is any better than Carmelo Anthony. Sorry, I love Patrick. I love the Knicks. Most overrated era in the history of New York. I have to admit. I have to admit. They're glorified. They won squat. I think Lugie took the easy way out. I mean, people really know that deep down, if you ask them. They don't like to admit it. They'll flip out. If you told Joe, if you told people, they would flip out. Yeah, guys over the age of 50 would freak out. I mean, I mean, that's basically what would happen. Me and Evan are talking about tinkering with a sport. Okay, how about this? The Everybody that wins a World Series from now on, it doesn't matter because they've completely ruined it by letting everybody in. Yeah, so he, now if the Mets win, we shouldn't be I happy because it I, means nothing. I, don't, I think Lugar sucks at this game. <laughs> I was going to say. You, just, not, you still don't get the ball. We gave you two tries. You missed. I don't think you're very good at this. 
What, I, what, I, what's I, wrong I, with either one of those? Well, I just, no, we're looking for you to be like, you know, uh, no quarterback kneel downs. You know what I mean? Give us something. No, nah, it's it's not even the sports rules thing. You know what it is? It's that it's like an opinion, but it's not as sacrilegious as what Sean and I just said. We just said sacrilegious things. Like, yeah. We said things. Hockey fans will disagree with me. Football fans disagree with Evan. Like, there's a difference between a strong opinion these days. They call it hot takes. I hate that term. Strong opinion. Like, yeah. there's a difference between, ooh, I got a hot take. And saying something that you know as you're saying it is sacrilegious so you don't repeat it out loud often. Like, I don't repeat that out loud very often. Sean doesn't either. And nope. this was a safe space, and I'm glad you're feeling okay. I feel great. Yeah, Lugie didn't do that. You want to try, Rosie? Go ahead. The Wilpons weren't that bad as Mets owners. They weren't that bad. Thank they, you for being worse. I mean, no, they weren't. No, honestly, they weren't that bad. And they get a rough go of it from time hey, to time. Hey, Tommy, can you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Call security and get him out of the building? Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Never want to see him again. Yeah, he's, he's been banned. You've yeah. never heard of uh, Paul Rosenberg. He doesn't exist. Yeah. Nikki's off today. I'll be back in a couple of days, spending a couple of days down in Orleans, Louisiana, but it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with five, Evan five, and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, Evan brought up an interesting topic on the show, if you're just getting in the car, which was if Taylor Swift was dating a baseball player, baseball's excitement would go through the roof. So it got me thinking. I've crafted this over the last hour. The five best hypothetical baseball couples that can generate some publicity. I like that one. All right? <laughs> I like that. That's he, up my alley. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. Mookie Betts and Katy Perry. That's now, not bad. That is a post-game kiss I would be on for. Mookie Betts, handsome guy. Katy Perry, by the way, best halftime show of all time. You know, very good looking and, you know, poignant in certain areas. I got to tell you, that's a strong one. That could be number one when you think about the star power that Katy yeah. Perry has. She did the, uh, did she do American Idol or one of the other shows as a judge? I forget oh, which one. America's, America's Got Talent. I think it was America's Got Talent. Yeah. yeah, one of the judge shows. So she's crossed over and Mookie's... A big star on the best team, team in yep. baseball in that's, L.A. Like that is that's a Hollywood couple. That's a really good strong five right there. All right, number four, Pete Alonso and Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> I had to pair Sydney Sweeney with a Met for Lugie. Thank you, but she's obviously very popular right now, especially with the hot sauce challenge picture going around. And look, let's be real: if the Mets are like an 82, 81 win team, or and I don't, is Pete married? Yeah, Pete, this is why I feel uncomfortable at okay. this one. We've done charity <laughs> events with Pete. I All know right. Pete's wife. Let's ignore if like they're married. One. Let's ignore if they're married. If he was Number- not. <laughs> if he was ma- that one. No, if he was married, not married. <laughs> it's too close to home because I know her. But dating Sydney Sweeney might be more of an influence. You know what? We will pay you. We need Sydney in the box. Ugh. Just have Sydney play every position for the Mets. Right. I'd be happy. Here we go. Number three. Again, ignore if they're married. I didn't pay attention to this. Bryce Harper and Ariana Grande. That's a good one. I can ignore everyone being married. The Pete Alonzo one's tough because I, I, I met her. I know her. She's yeah. nice. You know she shook my hand. We hugged. I mean, I don't know. I wanna... You know her that well? No, well, I'm so twice. shoot her a text. Let's get Pete on the show. If not, then stop caring. <laughs> I about don't have her cell phone right. number. Uh, but Bryce Harper, Ariana Grande. We said she's ahead of Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's a strong one in terms of the popularity of the baseball player and Ariana Grande as a top ten most famous woman in America yeah. right now. I mean, definitely. She's definitely up there. We get a lot of eyes. Yeah. All right, the next two are going to blow your socks. Number two, Shohei Otani and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> we were on a break. Could you imagine if she went full cougar and dated the biggest global baseball star there is? The world and internet would break for Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston is a real strong one because 
Friends' sheer popularity. Yep. Even now, she does that show, Morning Show on Apple TV Plus, which yep. I love. She's on a handful of movies. She's a megastar. Yeah. And Shohei Otani's the biggest star in baseball. And I have no idea what Otani's relationship is right now. I have no I idea. Knows. That's a big one. How is that not number one? Because I'm going to give you number one. Number one. Nestor Cortez. <laughs> Nestor Cortez. And Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> New York especially would be buzzing for that one. Oh, come on. Nestor Cortez. And Chelsea Clinton. All right, get the hell out of here with that. I can't get the hell out of here. I'm here now. Tiki's not here. <laughs> Nestor Cinco, Cortez. That's Cinco de Five-O today and every right, day. Thank you, Sean. Five every five. day, 5 o'clock, you get your Cinco de Five-O. Chelsea Cortez. Chelsea. <laughs> so today is January 30th. It is a little after 5 o'clock, 5.04 on January 30th. Mm-hmm. We have a day and a half left in the month of January. There's 31? There's 31 days in January. Oh. Yeah, you didn't know that? I forget what's 30 and 31. And by the way, this year there's 29 days in February. True Enough. story. The winter just takes forever. Yeah, we got a leap year this season. So we've got 29 days in February. Which means we are, when February strikes, there's a few things that pop into my mind. Number one is the Super Bowl, especially nowadays, because it has become a February mm-hmm. event. And number two, spring training. Like, it's finally there. You can taste it. And then as baseball fans, and I've done this every year in my life, when baseball comes around and it's spring training, it didn't matter who the manager was, Sean, didn't matter who was on the roster, I would always try as a baseball fan to convince myself, you know what, we may be good this year. We may be all right. Sure. And some years are tougher than others. Like, there are years in which you've got to convince yourself Angel Pagan is going to become an all-star. And then there are years in which you're just loaded for bear, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this season. We're going to be good. The New York Mets happen to be a baseball team that when they report to camp in a couple of weeks, we are going to have to kind of look sideways. We're going to have to do some mental gymnastics to convince ourselves that this season, not next year, will be a very good year. We are going to have to convince ourselves with stories such as Starling Marte's in the best shape of his life. Right. Stories like Tyler McGill just developed a brand new pitch and it's unhittable. True story. Look that up. Luis Severino looks like Severino five years ago. 100%. Severino's healthy. We're going to have to do all this stuff to convince ourselves that, you know what? In baseball today, all these playoff teams, the Mets can be good. What would make my job easier as a fan? Simple thing. Very simple thing. Doesn't make my job simple, just makes it easier, makes it simpler. And that is for David Stearns, who's listening right now. Big fan of the Cinco de Five. So I have his attention right now before it goes elsewhere. Ooh, are you going to issue him a Stearns warning? I'm going to give him a Stearns warning, yeah. I'm going to say to David Stearns, one bat. That's all I'm asking for right now. This offseason has been what it is. You've improved on the margins. You've done one-year deals. Fine, Okay. I'm not like others, my former partner, Beningo, who basically thinks you're a fraud who's come here to run the Mets like a small market team. I'm not saying that. I'm not anti-David Stearns. But what I need, what I want, what I demand as a fan is give me one more bat. Give me a competent bat. We learned earlier this morning that bat wouldn't be Justin Turner. Okay, then give me J.D. Martinez. Then give me Jorge Soler. Give me a bat. Because if you give me a bat, When I sit here in two and a half weeks, when I sit here watching the first spring training game, and more importantly, when I'm in that building for opening day with a bushy beard, unless I beat Sean in pickleball, I want my mental gymnastics to be easier. If you add a bat, it doesn't assure anything, but it makes the Mets better. And don't give me this crap that it blocks young players from playing. That's a fallacy. One bat. 
I need one stick, one big stick, one stick. Your mental gymnastics are already lost if the difference between you convincing yourself or not is Jorge Soler. I'm sorry. You've already you have Alonzo, you have Lindor, you have Alvarez, you have Nimo. Let the young guys cook. You will find a bat at the deadline if you are still in it. Move on with your life, bro. If that's what's convincing you, you've already lost. A guy who could hit 20 home runs in the first half of the season and protect Pete Alonzo wouldn't make a difference for the Met lineup? Again, it, when you put it that simply, the obvious answer is yes. But Thank ultimately, you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think your win-loss margin is all that different whether you add that type of stick or not. I, I think every win matters early in a season. And one thing we learned from last year, there's a big difference between 81 wins and 85 wins. You know what the difference is? Sitting home, picking your you-know-whats. I don't know what you would pick. Your ears, your eyes, your, your nose. nose. Your nose. Picking your nose. Versus playing October baseball when you can get hot at the right time. One stick, one bat, it makes a difference. Kevin's in Tom's River, New Jersey. How are you, Kevin? Hey, guys. Thanks for giving me another shot. Hey, I think Solaire is a no-brainer. I mean, how many guys hit 35 home runs last year? You're right. No, I, I, I mean, think the only— It would help Alonzo. I just, I just think it's a no-brainer. The only negative towards Jorge Solaire specifically— is the fact that I think he's going to take multiple years. And so Sean and others and some Mets fans like to make the argument of you don't want to block the young players, which I think is a fallacy. You're not blocking the young players. Look who's going to be on the Mets roster at the start of the season and then explain to me, do it on the Rico, don't do it here, how they're blocking young players. They're not. Like, one bat's not doing that. But if Jorge Soler needs a three-year contract and he's 32 years old on opening day, I don't understand the hesitation of that. That's why I lean towards the guys that are so obviously one-year contracts. But that's the one negative about Soler, that if it's going to take three years, okay, fine. I don't want to give him th- I want one-year deals. I wanted this offseason, once they didn't get the big guys, Sean, to be muscle of one-year deals, a muscle of one-year deals. Use yeah. your financial might to sign one-year deals so you can try to win now while trying to develop for the future. It's a very sane plan that I was on board with. They haven't finished the plan. They don't have anybody playing follow the leader. You have one-year guys looking at the Mets going, yeah, they're not totally in, and I don't want to end up traded somewhere else. Pay him enough money. Okay. Well, you're going to have to go above and beyond. Fine. I got a billionaire owner. Pay him enough money. Justin Turner signed today for one year, $13.5 million. Offer him $15 million. Now it's too late. Turner's a Blue Jay. That's your problem now because you got to face the Blue Jays 13 times. I got to tell you, if... I'm shaking in my boots that Turner's in that Blue Jay lineup. You may not be shaking in your boots, but someone else is. Marcus Stroman. See if these guys know behind the scenes what I'm alluding to. Why would Justin Turner... Hold on, can you say something while I told Rosenberg to find me something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evan's a complete dork. He's going to lose in pickleball this week. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Yankee fans may not be fretting. (laughs) You're not going to find the clip, are you? Uh, It's okay. We can can reenact it, maybe. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. No, hold on, hold on. Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. We're going to reenact the clip. Oh, now, okay? I, now I know. Okay. Yankee fans may not be afraid of Justin Turner, but someone else will. You be Susan, I'll be John. Here we go. Uh, it'll be a one-two well, pitch. I, 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 no, not you. I was just going to say, be careful. We've reestablished a good relationship with Susan. No, no, well, that, Susan. That's on Loogie. That's not on me. I'm John. Okay. okay. It'll be a one-two pitch to Turner and a foul ball. Whoa! Oh! Oh! I think, Susan, I think it hit me in the head. 
Can you not laugh as you do the imitation? Good actor doesn't break character. I agree. Especially a childhood actor like Evan. You should be better. Well, you're supposed to be Susan now. Come on. Well, what do you want me to do? You just flopped to the ground and laughed at your own performance. Right. Terrible. I can't work under these conditions. So Turner's the one who hit the foul ball and shot John in the head. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, that would never happen twice. That's a... <laughs> you really find yourself now to be a reflection. Uh, three, two, swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Uh. So once again, it'll be a three, two. What a great, what a great voice. <laughs> Do we need to pull that back? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's a good job finding it, but yes. Justin Turner may not scare you, Sean, but he scares John Sterling. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. John's okay. There's like, I no, can laugh at this. John's okay. There's no way John Strong calls the Justin Turner at bats of the Blue Jays with that in his mind this year, is there? Oh, are you crazy? I, I, I bet you John don't even remember it was Justin Turner. You don't think John Sterling knows that Justin Turner hit him with a foul ball in the no, head? No shot. He remembers. No, he he does. Turner autographed the ball, gave it to Susan. Susan gave it to John. I'm not saying that John doesn't have an autographed ball. I'm saying when he calls Yankees Blue Jays, is that thought even crosses his mind? Oh, yeah, this guy. Yes. Me and foul. No yes. way. Dude, dude. When no I, way. He calls a million baseball games. I got to remember that. When I was a kid, I got hit by a foul ball. I've told this story on the air. It was a minor league game, and I was hit by a foul ball from a minor leaguer by the name of, you may have heard of this guy. He had a decent career, Bernie Williams. Good that, for Bernie. Bernie Williams hit me with a foul ball. We've yeah. We've since talked about it. We're on good terms. So Bernie will not be a member of the Killer Series on the Rico Bronya because oh, well he'll be too busy playing a mediocre guitar, so. <laughs> right? But for years after Bernie hit me with that foul ball, I was a afraid of being hit by a foul ball. True story. And b every time Bernie Williams got up, I would get the shakes. Like, are you kidding me? So a thousand percent. What are you really throwing back your mind? The odds Bernie hits me with a foul ball again? See, you don't get it when you face something like this. I it's do get not it. I got bit in the ass by a dog when I was a kid. I was scared of that because a dog could bite you again. Right. But a player, it's like getting struck by lightning. No, I, I get that. No one's saying it's rational. Like, fears aren't always rational, Sean. Like, I'm not saying it's a, it was a rational fear that I had of Bernie, nor would it be rational of John having of Justin Turner. But Justin Turner had a line drive off his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more time, and we, I don't want anyone to talk. We need to enjoy the moment. All right. Okay? So let me know when you have it ready, and then we'll move on from our day. But this is one of those sports moments that... John, I love you, by the way, if you're listening. And the fact that you recovered as quickly as you did and you kept broadcasting and you finished the game, you're a true hero. Like, seriously, you are a hero. So I don't want you or anyone else to take me laughing at me laughing at you. We're laughing with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, from last year, (laughs) Justin Turner was at the plate and John Sterling was broadcasting. The belt. Now the 3-2 swung on a pop foul. Back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Oh, I love that man. I love that man. I wish Justin Turner was a Met though. <laughs> all that all that did was make me hate winter even more. Just get me to the sounds of John. <laughs> if Justin Turner was a Met, I'd be playing that clip of my seat like every time he came home. <laughs> So that's why he wanted Turner signed. It always comes back. Rich is in Jersey. What's up, Rich? Hey, guys. Hi. 
Hey, what's up? What's I always talk with things, but I first said, Sean, I want to tell you, I love you. I disagree with everything you say, but I do love you. you love thank yourself. you. Look at thank you, Rich. And then tell your dog thank you as well. My dog won't shut up, but I want to tell you something. Real quick, you were talking about perspective on sports earlier and whether you'll stop liking it at some point. Uh, I'm I'm a Queens guy. I'm a little neck guy. I grew up there my whole life. <laughs> and I grew up rooting for every team you don't. The Mets, the Jets, all oh, the Rangers you root for. But I know from losing, and I got to tell you, when stuff happens in your life as you get older, you kind of change your perspective. I lost my wife 10 years ago. Sorry to hear that. Um, things you know, they don't stay as important. So sports is not going to remain at the forefront of your life like it is now. But thank God it's there because it saved my life. I'll tell you that. That's great. But, um, real quick, Dan Campbell, because you guys were here yesterday with Tiki. Um, when, you, when you coach like that in sports, when you think you reinvented the game, you know, with his phony tough guy act and all the biting the kneecaps and – you know, that's football. That's a caricature of a coach. That's not really coaching a team. They don't get anything. All that rah-rah stuff and all that tough guy stuff lasts about a year like it did with them. The Lions are going to be nothing after that. <laughs> Campbell coach a team. Well, but, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a couple of things there about Dan Campbell. All of that stuff about biting kneecaps and being a tough guy – like, I think that went over well to win a press conference, and people loved it at the time. But clearly, that room believes in him. And I don't think they believe yeah. in him because he's giving them kneecap lines. I think they believe in him because he's a true leader. So as yeah. much as I may criticize Dan Campbell's decisions two days ago, and as much as I realize how difficult it is to get back, and this was a great moment in time that the Lions had, I don't know if I could look at everything he's accomplished there and say, ah, oh, what a phony. He stinks. He's a fraud. He'll be gone. But that being said, you don't think there's even a, a little sliver of that room that believes in him and a little less because of the decisions he made? I'd be pissed today if I was a lion. That's and a you, good question. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying you lose full belief, but there's got to be a real man-to-man. When you look in the mirror and go, man, I did everything I can. The freaking coach made these decisions. You know why? I, okay, I'm going to answer that because I gave it about five seconds of thought. Why I don't think he would lose the room from decisions like that? Because those decisions were faith decisions. He believed in his team. He believed in his quarterback. He believed in his receivers. He believed in his offensive line. By kicking a field goal, like, it's not a loser mentality by any stretch. But you're not believing in your guys. When you tell Jared Goff, I believe in you on fourth down. Twice in big spots. Yeah. Like, I don't think you lose the room. I think the room says... Hey, we let him down. I think Josh Reynolds is thinking to himself, man, I let my coach down. But, I dropped the fourth down play. But I don't think moves like that lose your locker rooms because they're belief-based moves. But there's also two sides of the field, right? That There could be defensive players going, are you kidding me? We've done everything we can. Can you put the points on the board? You know, it's not about believing in them. By the way, this happens next year, and he has more questionable decisions. I think each year that goes by, he'll be frowned upon more and more like this. Yeah, if there's more bad decisions, yeah. sure. Mike's in Cali. What's up, Mike? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. What's up? Hi. Yes. Hi. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, love the show. Uh, first time uh, caller, long time listener. Well, welcome aboard, sir. Thanks for making the call. What's on your mind? I feel like I've been on board all along, but uh, this is my first time calling in. I think you forgot a celebrity. Yeah. Well, actually, two for uh, Tony Romo. It was uh, Carrie Underwood, but she didn't uh, 
put her name. Uh, she didn't put her face uh, on the uh, on the stamp, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she wasn't but around all her, the time. Yeah, yeah, she's she's got her own thing with the NFL. But um, the other one's uh, Jessica Simpson. Yeah, but the NFL never need that. See, we were talking about celebrities yeah. earlier and the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship and how it's elevated the NFL, and it has, and it's a rarity because there have been other relationships like you talked about, but nothing has had that kind of crazy impact as Taylor Swift because she's such a megastar. And the point I made earlier was baseball needs a player to date a megastar. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the impact if Mike Trout and Taylor Swift were hooking up? Like, it would be through the roof. If Mike, the NFL doesn't even need this kind of stuff. If Mike Trout was dating a star and decided to go to Cancun three days before the World Series, it would crush him. Yeah, we, we certainly would. I don't even remember Romo dating Carrie Underwood. I, I remember that being a rumor. I don't know if it was ever confirmed. And by the way, here's the other key about dating somebody that's famous. If you're not visually there rooting for that person on... It, it doesn't add up. It's just a tabloid story. Like, yeah. it's not a real thing. What's added to this is that Taylor Swift is at, like, every big game they played, so she's on the screen, so she's visibly there. That adds to the seven. If they were just dating and she was never at games, it'd be a story. It would not have the same impact. There's actually one person in America who should be the most annoyed by the Taylor Swift stuff. Go ahead. She was making it, and that's Usher. Usher? Oh, because he's being, like, over, no one's thinking about him? Usher's going to do halftime of the Super Bowl, and everybody's going to sit down at the Super Bowl and only really care about the Taylor Swift stuff. He's going to come up. Inevitably, he's going to get a bad rap at halftime because he's not Taylor Swift. Yeah, I almost forgot Usher was performing at halftime. Exactly. How about that? Yeah. No, I've I've completely forgotten. Yeah. also, and this, I guess, shows I'm more of a football fan than you are in this regard. I don't give a crap who does the halftime show. See... Like, at halftime, I need a break. I need to walk around. I need to stretch. I need to eat. I need to go to the bathroom. When you were younger, you didn't watch the Beavis and Butthead halftime? That was the only... I did, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. Two halftime shows got me excited as kids. Okay? All right. Beavis and Butthead, you nailed it. Big Celebr- Beavis fan. Celebrity Deathmatch. No. Hated Celebrity Deathmatch. Very stupid. In fact, I have a great Beavis and Butthead imitation. Would you like to hear it real quick? Sure. Uh, hey, Beavis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Beavis. Uh, Sean Morris. Uh, hey, Beavis, he's going to get his ass kicked in pickleball. <laughs> You're right, butthead. <laughs> you know what? That imitation was a lot better when I was 12. You know, that sound you hear is the radio rating meters difficult. <laughs> That's what you talk. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The halftime heat. The WWE once had... Oh, I remember that. ...a WWE title match. Mm-hmm. At halftime of the Super Bowl, The Rock against Mankind in an empty arena match. And that was the only, but as far as the music's concerned, like, I need a break, man. I love it. We do a pool. We bet on the first song. Really? Yeah. You're just a degenerate that needs to bet on no, something. No, I love him. But it's not really what that is. Katy Perry with the dancing sharks. Lady Gaga coming from up top. Uh, Tom Petty to this day will always tickle my heart because Super Bowl 42. I love the halftime. Rihanna there... last year had the boys swimming with her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was crazy. Aren't there enough things to bet on in the Super Bowl that you don't need to bet on the attire of the halftime show? Well, it's not. It's just a fun house pool we run. Yeah. I watch it because my wife's into it, but honestly, I need to get up and just take a break. I need a break. See, I'm just in front of the TV for a few hours. See, to me, I get up all the commercials. I don't need to see every commercial. See, I mean, I see that I'm more into. I want to watch the commercials. You know how many times I, I, the next day I'll see the commercials ranked, and I'm like, I missed like five of these. Because mm. you know what? You're getting up, I'm urinating, and away we go. That's what I use halftime for. That's the exact reason. I'm sitting there watching all of these commercials. So you missed the, the weekend going through all the mirrors a couple of years ago? Come on. You got to watch it. 
What are you talking? Oh, the halftime show? Yeah, you got to watch the halftime. Uh, it's just, I can live with Speaking that. of things to bet on, you know there are odds on whether Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift. What are the odds on that right now? I got to double check because I, I saw it last night. They put it up and then the odds like completely like flipped as soon as they were out there. Oh, really? Yeah, flipped I think it was in way? Canada too. Flipped which way? More likely that he won't. Oh, that he won't. Yeah, that I he guess. won't propose. I don't think he will. It's too cliche. Yeah, I don't think that matters. I did see one other parlay, Kelsey MVP and Swift wins the Grammy for best song, I believe. What are the odds on that? Like plus 300, I think it was. Yeah, he's yeah. like 25 to 1. To because win MVP. I think that's a shoe in that she's going to win the Grammy. So. By, by, by the way, just real quick on that, because the MVP is a subjective thing. And off the top, you think, oh, is he really going to win the MVP? If they awarded an AFC Championship Game MVP award, okay? Now, they started doing this in the NBA. I don't know if you noticed that. They have an yeah. Eastern Conference like MVP award. Baseball which does is so the ALCS announce. Yeah, they've done that forever, though. If the NFL started announcing we're going to have an AFC Championship Game MVP, who is the AFC Championship Game MVP? Isn't it Travis Kelsey? It's 11 it. catches for yeah. 116 yards. Usually I lean towards who's the guy throwing him the ball, but he was such a force it would have to be Kelsey. I think it would definitely be him. And the only reason I bring that up is... Because nobody you, catches 11 balls either. Well, and also, like, what does it take to win an MVP award in a Super Bowl? I'm just using the context of the last game the Chiefs played... Without any biases, he's probably the MVP. Eleven targets, eleven catches, one hundred sixteen yards, and a touchdown in a game that only scores seventeen points. Like, think about, it. isn't that like a lock almost? Yeah, they did three hundred and nineteen yards of offense. A third of the offense came from the tight end catching the football. And it's not four in the pass catchers when the MVP. I write Deion Branch. I'm sure yeah. I'm missing others. No, it yeah. happens. It's definitely not. It's not like the regular MVP right. award. You're right. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Hey, Steve. Hey there, how's it going? Good, what's up? So listen, I appreciate your, you know, out of left field, if you could change one rule, yeah. you know, your crazy uncle idea for sports. Yeah. But, you know, it would have helped if you didn't poach your idea from Larry David. I love you, Evan. <laughs> he had the but idea? A couple years ago. Did he really? A couple years ago, it's oh, on YouTube. Go look it up on uh, Rich I, be- I believe. I believe you, by the way. It's not like I think you're a liar. I'm just upset. He, I thought it was something he, I always thought. I didn't know that someone he, else he had gave it. A, he gave a very funny but yet compelling argument to just completely remove the goalposts from the, from the NFL. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was against it, and then I heard it, and I said, you know what? They're really, they're, he made a very uh, so good argument. I will admit and, this. I will admit this. It is possible I heard it, and without even realizing, it was like, that's a really good idea. The Jets killed Carl. But I, I didn't remember that freshly. Like, over the last mm. year when I've thought this, I pro- I swear to God. Because, and you know this firsthand, the other day, Sean and I were in the bathroom together. And it was during a commercial break. You yeah. really need to expand on the story, and quickly. <laughs> well, just to say, Thursday's not the first time we're playing pickleball. <laughs> Stop. We were just using a urinal. I mean, not the same one, of course. Hey. It's 2024. I was in the restroom, <laughs> and it was right before a break in which I had said, hey, I got to... Oh, my God! Stop. I have this great conspiracy theory that I guarantee you I haven't heard anywhere. Right? And I, I talked yesterday about it, how I think Sean Smith was purposely not calling penalties because he had a sore throat. That was my conspiracy theory, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's during the break, and I look at Sean, not down, like to his eyes, and I said, do you know what my conspiracy is? And he's like, well, I think I've heard all of them. Right. I was like, Sean, I promise you, there's no way anyone else has this conspiracy. And I got nervous for a second. I was like, is it possible someone else thought of the same thing about Sean yeah. Smith? And I kind of got nervous. 
But the, I mean, and I even said to you, I was like, I think I want to tell you just to make sure it wasn't somewhere else because I'm going to feel like a schmuck if I'm bragging. Oh, yeah. no one's thought of this. And now you're telling me Larry David had the field goal idea? Uh, it's not uncommon. Because I've had, like, takes before where, like, digital puts them out and I'll get people going, yeah. oh, you took this idea from so-and-so. Right. And my argument will always be, it wouldn't shock me if other people had, you know, so many people that watch sports. The Simpsons did it first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so likely that all of us as sports fans, whatever we think is creative, think about how many people watch sports. How is it possible that everybody has one original thought? It's That's impossible. True. But at least that Sean Smith having a cold idea was pretty original. Yeah, it was. Unless some idiot at a bar stool in Texas had it and he just didn't have a microphone <laughs> on. The, it's possible. The yeah, come on. While you guys are watching football on Sunday and you heard Sean Smith not being able to get through a penalty call, you didn't think to yourself, at what point does he say, I'm not even going to call penalties anymore? Like, that had to be a thought other people had. <laughs> so maybe I wasn't the only person that had that conspiracy. It's entirely possible. Yeah. I just thought when was the first time my voice started cracking at 13 years old. Is that what, how old you were when it happened? I think so. Yeah, I it don't know the the, It was definitely in the Scrambled Spice Channel era. Yeah, 12, 13. Yeah. You discover Playboy, your voice cracks. Yeah. My, my, my son asked me, Jim, my oldest asked me the other day, when's my voice going to change? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, why are we rushing this? I don't know. I couldn't even answer it because I don't remember the exact age. Uh, more yeah. of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Plus, Sean is really, really, really upset at Oz the Mentalist, and he'll explain why coming up next. Sean is very upset with a guy by the name of Oz the Mentalist. And when he told me this, I was like, who the hell is Oz the Mentalist? And he reminded me, so I want to remind the audience before you destroy him for whatever you're destroying him. But Oz the Mentalist was the guy from Hard Knocks. He was on Hard Knocks. And was getting, you know, the predictions about, oh, yeah, the Jets in the Super Bowl against the Niners or something of that nature. He was that mentalist on one of the episodes. And I don't know. I was just I was like, whatever. Those guys are fraud. That's the way I felt. You know, maybe he's not a fraud. I don't know. I'm just saying when I watched the episode, that's how I felt. But for some reason, Sean's very upset with him. So the floor is yours. What's the deal here, bro? Well, let me just start by saying us here in sports radio. Yeah. We are in the business of we talk, we make predictions, and when we are wrong, we kind of have to eat it and admit we're wrong. Sometimes we're right. A lot of times we're wrong. And when you make predictions in general, when you're wrong, the best thing you could do is admit you're wrong, not you know, say things like, I never said that or something right. like that. Right. So on Hard Knocks, when Oz the Mentalist appeared, he made a prediction I knew he was going to be wrong on, and everybody knew he was going to be wrong on. He got into the mind of a Jet player and predicted the Jets would win the Super Bowl. This clip has now made the rounds, and Oz himself is retweeting the clip and taking bows for having this be correct. I want you to hear the clip, and I will tell you what Oz tweeted. Okay? Got a crystal ball in your hand. You see the future. Tell us, who do you see the Jets playing in this year's Super Bowl? Say it. 49ers. 49ers. And I'm putting you on the spot here. We're going to win. We know we're going to win. What's the final score going to be? 31-21. Yeah? Because when all the pieces come together in a season, it can be absolute perfection, folks. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Jets and the 49ers. He's holding 31-21. Yeah. That says Jets 31, Niners 21. So the idea so that he, he somehow predicted what... McCall Hardman, who was right. the player who was doing this, was going to say. So he predicted it. He went in McCall Hardman's head. That's the whole act he sold. So he now tweets this two days ago. McCall Hardman might have just predicted his own future, two exclamation points, and tags Adam Schefter because, of course, he wants the attention. Buddy, 
<laughs> you got it wrong. Hardman got it wrong. There's a big Jet logo that says Jets 31, I, Niners 21. I see a Jet logo. A Jet logo. And McCole Hardman predicts, you know, uh, in my mind, yeah, we're on the Jets. We're going to go win 31-21. Now, this stupid loophole that Oz the Mentalist is patting himself on the back for is, of course, McCole Hardman's stunner didn't work out here with the Jets. Ends up back with the Chiefs. He's on the Chiefs now. And Oz the Mentalist has now moved the goalpost to say McCole Hardman predicted his own future. That it would be McCole Hardman beating the 49ers 31-21. That logo in that clip isn't McCole Hardman's face. It's a Jet logo. And I'm sorry, Oz the Mentalist needs to disappear for the next week and a half. Not be tagging Adam Schefter like you got it right. Bro, some of the stuff you did was cool. Whatever, Adam Aaron Rodgers holding a bumblebee. I get it. You're you're a big magician. You got this one wrong, and you need to sit the next week and a half out, <laughs> not be looking for more attention like you got it right. It's not the Jets and Niners. Get lost, you fraud. You're so angry. Because it pisses me off. <laughs> Why is it that anytime somebody's wrong, they always have to answer for it? Could you imagine... Evan, imagine you picked uh, you picked this Super Bowl. You picked the Chiefs I Niners. Did. You actually the... were closer than Oz the Mentalist. I did pick Chiefs Niners. Yeah. Imagine picking before the year Lions-Chiefs, okay? Right. And after the game on Monday, come on and going, guys, by the way, man, when I made my Super Prediction, I was right. Dan Campbell just screwed this up. <laughs> that That's right. the equivalent here. You I were guess. wrong. You picked the Jets and Niners and Hardman picked it. I hate it. Don't take bows when you're wrong. Oz the Mentalist sucks, and we need to stop giving him attention. He's a complete phony fraud. Wow. Okay, can I ask you a couple of questions sure. without you attacking me? I'll calm down. He's a he's a mentalist, right? Yeah, whatever so, that means, by the way. A magician in the brain. <laughs> wasn't he simply getting McCall Hardman to predict the Super Bowl? Because McCall Hardman's the one who said, Bro, we're going to play the Niners, they, the score is going to be 31-21. He was just reading the mind of Hardman, and what was impressive was that he was reading Hardman's mind, not that he was predicting the future. Does that make sense? Why is the big board he's holding a Jet logo and a Niner logo? He should have just, if he wrote, by the way, and there was no logo, hey, I predicted the Super Bowl score was 31 21, and we see that that's what it is in a couple weeks. I give him credit. He had the Jet logo and the Niner logo. And I don't want to hear, by the way, that that was some kind of original thought, because guess what? Most of America thought the 49ers were going to No, I did. I did too, by the way. I think they were the favorites out of the NFC. They lost in the NFC Championship without their quarterback. It was an obvious swerve. No question. The Jet logo is there. He says we to the whole Jet room. Yes, things went south for McCall Hardman. There is no way on God's green earth you could suddenly spin this and say, well, I really was in McCall Hardman's mind. McCall Hardman really thought of this. B.S. This is trying to look for credit when you were blatantly wrong. You were wrong. Go away. Nobody wants to hear from you. I don't want to hear from Oz the Mentalist for a couple months. You're punished. Go in the corner. Uh, your anger makes me happy. It's just so stupid. I, I get it. You know, Everybody's got to answer for when they're wrong. You don't take pats on the back. What? Uh, it's really a word I want to use I can't say in the air. But what a what. A what. All right. All right. You feel better now? You got that off your yeah. chest? Get lost, loser. Mm-hmm. Oz the Mentalist, uh, apparently a major... Oz the Fraudalist. The Fraudalist. Let's go to Matt and Mayapak. How are you, Matt? How are you? Good. What's up? I mean, this is the perfect time for the Jerry Recco drop. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys didn't play that one. What was the Jerry Recco drop? I don't know which one you're talking about. Fraud! Fraud! Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good one. But that's yeah. the, we can't take their drops. That's their drop. But, yes, you're right. That would fit Actually, very, very well. Wait, can- 
Can you guys play each other's drops? I always wondered that. Uh, I think out of respect, it's their thing. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I not, wouldn't be offended if they took one of ours. I just, I just wouldn't. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like a, a show possession thing, no, right? No, it's, it's not illegal, but spoiler alert, everybody runs the control server show. We have no idea we have to stuff saved on That's true. Show. Like, I think the problem yeah. is they would have a tough time finding our stuff. We'd have a tough finding their stuff. But no, I mean, I, I think. Know. Eddie seems really organized. He always has that ready to go. And he's good. Eddie's damn good Eddie's at good, it. Eddie's good, man. Yeah, I, think out of, I don't think they would ever be mad by chance, but I think it would be like, ah, it's their thing. We wouldn't take it. By the way, Eddie, also a better mentalist than us. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'll do for you? You know what I'll do for you, man? I'm going to reenact Jerry Reco. Fraud! 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 (laughs) That's it. There you go. That's it, man. That's it. Exactly. um, Go ahead. So I came on, uh, do you really think that Taylor Swift's effect on the NFL would be that big if it wasn't Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs and his personality? Like what if what if she was dating like Miles Sanders from like Carolina? No one cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody would care. I think the key to all this, Matt, more so than even the personality, what well, while it helps, is the team that's involved. I, I really do think that matters. Like you brought up Carolina, they're a bad, bad football team. They're not on national TV. So I think it would hurt if it was that. You needed a star team, a team that's on national TV, a team that needs prominence. And, yeah, his personality and him being a legitimate star certainly enhance it. Like, Travis Kelsey's an elite player. He's one of the best tight ends in football. By the way, if he was on the Carolina Panthers, she's not dating him. Well, see, I disagree with that. Love is love. No, no, no. Love is love. But she gave him the time of day because he had already built up being that well-known star by being the second-best player on the best team slash dynasty in football. Yeah, but if someone else had gotten Bro. her number and they started talking to him, I don't know, like maybe Tommy DeVito would have dated Is her. Julian Edelman sitting courtside at NBA games if he spent his whole life on the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. No. 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 I don't even understand Julian the point, Edelman the rode the coattails of Tom Brady in the pit. That's what Kelsey has done here, and that's how he's gotten Taylor Swift. If Saquon Barkley was dating Taylor Swift, she okay. wouldn't date him. No, 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 that's, that's ridiculous, by the way. You, you're saying that this woman wouldn't date someone based on where they are ranked in the NFL? I think that helps. That's, that's, it's yeah. about who, you know, who you got to be. Taylor Swift can't be seen with, uh, you know, guys on scrub teams. Oh, stop it. Just walk me through this. She's dating Saquon Barkley. Okay. Okay, they're together. Now, Saquon's a star, but the Giants aren't very good. Would there have been a lot of attention around every Giant game that she was at? Yes. Yeah, I, look, we're too close to this. Saquon's not nearly as big a star nationally as Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying that's she's my the big star. She's but, the megastar. Yes, but because she's a megastar, she had to date only somebody that was in the realm of being a megastar, and there's very few of those non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Kelsey is only there because he's a star of the Chiefs. What if she was dating George Kittle? I could buy it. I'm not asking you if you could buy it. See, we fundamentally she's because she's on one of the best teams in football. It's a good now. George Kittle's a nice player, but he's now the difference is overrated. For my money, the difference is he hasn't won multiple Super Bowls. I think that plays into it too. Yeah, but she would still be there and seen all the time. But my point is, she wouldn't date. She wouldn't even get to that entry point. See, I reject that notion. I think that's disgusting. I reject your rejection. Well, you're basically saying she's only date. She she is the biggest star in the world. Yeah, she could basically date whoever the hell she wants. Of course. And you're saying the only reason she's dating Travis Kelsey is where he ranks as an NFL player. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. It's hard to get past the security gates at the Taylor Swift mansion. I'm sorry, but the credentials of Travis Kelsey have helped him. If pass Tommy DeVito got her number, 
okay? Uh Uh-huh. And Tommy DeVito was allowed the access to spit game. Uh Uh-huh. And Tommy was spitting good game. And, you know, was telling a great story. I'm a big fan, all that. She would have dated Tommy DeVito. No, she would not. I don't shine shoes anymore. Could you imagine that, by the way? Taylor Swift and Tommy DeVito? Oh, my God. I think this kid might be the answer. Yeah, that's your guy. I think DeVito's dating half the Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'd like him to focus a little more on football, (laughs) but that's just me. You'd be ripping him for it. Ben is in Norwalk. What's up, Ben? Hey, guys. I love the show. The one thing Taylor's never going to be able to do is in an amazing supermodel Brazilian accent. My husband cannot both throw the ball and catch the ball. <laughs> Giselle, yes. By the way, what does Giselle have to say about Lamar Jackson? I he know. proved that Sunday. We all thought the same thing, yeah. by the way, when Lamar did that. I was like, ah, see, Giselle? Maybe if Tom was so good, he would have done that. See, another non-original <laughs> sports thought that everybody <laughs> would have had. That's true. We all had the same thought, yes. Hey, quick question. Is, uh, did you guys tell Pete about tomorrow's game? Match? Did I tell Pete? Pickleball? Pete who? Pete, Pete Alonzo? Pete. Yes. Oh, I was like, Pete, who thought you started Hoffman? And who is he going to root for? I, I, have, uh, I have not talked to Pete Alonzo about my beard, Ben. I have not. That's right. The whole reason you have the beard is Pete Alonzo. Yeah, no, the whole reason that. I have the beard is out of loyalty to Pete. Right. By the way, the pickleball match is Thursday. Since Pete Alonzo switched agencies, I've had a tougher time accessing him. <laughs> I haven't talked to him as much. So have the Mets. <laughs> so have the Mets, apparently. <laughs> so I'm not sure what Pete knows or what he doesn't know. But I think Pete would, A, support my loyalty of growing a beard out for him to get a long-term contract. But I think he would also support the fact that I'm putting something on the line on Thursday. Like, if I win in this pickleball game, yes, I earn the right to get rid of my beard. But if I lose, I lose something. Sean Morash gets to make a, quote, major decision about the show. Now, I don't know what that is. Now, to be fair, he's not firing anybody. He's not changing the name of the show because he would need Tiki and or Lugie's approval on it. So I'm not concerned he's going to do anything catastrophic. But I got ideas. I, I'm pretty uh, concerned. Are you? But Tiki yeah. or you would have to sign off on it. No, like, no, no. What could he we've possibly it, do? We've made it very clear that only Barber has to sign off on it. I don't. He could and, overrule me. Yeah, but Look, what do you think Tiki's going to be okay with? Do you think he's wow. going to sign off on any big idea Sean I've, has? I've seen Tiki in the suite at MSG. Let's just say I know the kind of cocktails he likes. I can <sighs> ease a meal in before I pitch something and agree wow. to Bottom line is I better win because I can't, I can't risk this. You're not going to win. You can't win. You're so unathletic, it, it's painful. Really? So you think I have no chance to beat this guy? 1%. In fact, it's insulting that anybody what? thinks you have the ability to win. I gave you 1%. 1%? Yeah, I gave you 1%. Well, let me ask you this. When I, a million. When I play him, do yeah. you think... And you're already saying you think he's going to win. That's fine. Do you think he's going to shut me out? Do you think he's going to just uh, destroy me? I think it'll be a landslide victory for sure. Landslide? See, I don't think that because, you know, look, it might take me a little bit to go get in. He'll he'll have his points. It's a game of pickleball. It's a game of inches. But oh, no. you're giving me a few points. Thanks, Bob. But you, you got no shot to actually win. But this guy's saying I'm going to get, like, landslide. Evan, Evan, the theme of the week is losers lose. The losers do yeah, lose, by do. the way. They yes. Do. And there's no bigger loser in the room. Never mind. Rosenberg's here. <laughs> than you. Uh, you guys are so mean. Sorry. You, you asked for an opinion. I gave it. I 1%. know. Just very, for anyone listening, they're very, very mean. I don't know why. I'm, I'm what the are you, Pete Sampras over there? No, You're not I'm, athletic. I admittedly am mean because I'm mean because I don't want to be mean back to. What? That's Excuse your strategy me? in life? Oh, you're, you're insecure. I'm so. insecure. I Got grew it. up the fat guy with pimples and all that stuff. So well, the, the more I was mean to other people, they backed off. could be mean to me. Oh, first. is that true? Is oh, that so like that's why you're mean to Oz the Mentalist. That would make sense. No, he's just a loser fraud. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. See. Okay. Okay. I, hate, I hate no talent hacks that pretend they have talent. That's what Oz the Mentalist is. <laughs> me too. I just walked right into that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Oh, me? I, I thought the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Maybe I'm staring at one right it's now. It's my fetish! <laughs> I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? Am I about? a no-talent hack? I didn't say a damn thing. You're not, you're you can't talk to me that You're anymore. I'm a college professor now. I didn't say anything. I was just laughing. Okay. Kevin Speaking is in... of that elk. <laughs> Kevin is in Hartford, hey, Connecticut. What's up, Kevin? All right. So I figured this out. Yeah. Evan Roberts, you are the biggest heel in sports talk radio. And just let me make my point. Go ahead. This, I, this idea that you want to ban kicking in the NFL is it because you've never heard any kicker name whatsoever has just kicked the Jets to the Super Bowl? There's <laughs> a better one idea for you. <laughs> How about in the last three minutes of games in the NBA, we'll raise the rim from 12 feet to 18 feet and make it a six-point shot. I mean, come on. I can go on and on. Kevin, Kevin, I- Kevin, you're a bully, and I'll tell you why you're a bully. <laughs> I revealed that because I said, and I, I told everyone to take a deep breath before I said it, I inform the audience that we all have, and this isn't an opinion take like, oh, I got a hot take. No, no, no. We all have a view on sports that we don't share with others because we know if we share it, we're going to get ridiculed. We know it's insane, and we know that when we say it, people are going to judge you for saying it. I had the balls on Sports Talk Radio with all of you guys listening to take a deep breath and say, hey, I'm going to say something that I know 90% of people are going to say is stupid, you're dumb, you're an idiot, you're this and that. But we all took that oath together. It's a very unpopular view that we all have. We all have one. Sean shared one that I think is far worse. Mm-hmm. He said, and it was a safe space for him. We didn't call Howie Rose to yell at him. He said all NHL playoff games that go to overtime should end in a shootout. Now, after the first overtime. After the, whatever. After the first overtime. By the no. way, I love Howie. Let's stop treating him like he's Stan Fischler here. Yeah, he's a god, and he's a god at this radio station. He's great. He's and, not the czar of hockey. Okay. Uh, you know what? He's pretty damn close, all right? And he would be disgusted. But we didn't call him up to have him berate you. We were comfortable at giving these crazy views, and we all have them. See, that's the funny thing. We all have them. We're just afraid to admit it sometimes. Yeah. We tried to have Lukey do it, and he said some just regular sports Jeez. opinion. Thank you for revisiting that. I appreciate it. That's all he did. He gave like a regular, like, oh, yeah, so I think the 90s Knicks were overrated. No crap. What do you want me to we say? That you aliens should have sex on the mound? I thought I gave a good take. Ah, ah. By the way, speaking of the Knicks, speaking of the Knicks, I don't know if you guys watched last night's game. Yeah. So it was a relatively close game against Charlotte. They were without OG. They were without Julius. And then it became a non-close game because in the third quarter, they destroyed them. Okay, absolutely annihilated them. And throughout this game, real quick on that OG, the news just broke is out again tonight, <laughs> and they're still waiting for more information With on the Julius information. Wow, what are you laughing about? The no, guy's that was freaking more of a, hurt, dude. No, no, it's not a laughing at the injury. What the hell's wrong with you? Did you actually hear what I said? It wasn't a laugh. I you said, went woo woo woo. No, I went woo. So, real like quick, that's big news. No OG tonight. Thank Tom you. Thibodeau also said they continue to wait for more specific information on the timetable for Julius Randle's return from the shoulder injury. So yeah, they so, don't even know yet when he's coming back. Yeah, that's the weird thing about Julius that we've been reassured from national reporters. Hey, we think it's weeks, not months. We don't think it involves surgery. But here we are, like seventy-two hours after the injury, and we still really don't have details, which is a little concerning. The OG stuff feels, is it day-to-day? like that? Because really, him missing last night's game in Charlotte kind of came out of nowhere. Him missing tonight's not a surprise, considering he missed last night's game. They're playing the Jazz tonight. Uh, so 
Do we have any details about OG other than the fact that he's just not playing because of the knee inflammation? But last night he called it day-to-day after the game. Right. That he's dealt with this forever. Yeah, I, it's an elbow inflammation. I elbow took, inflammation. I took last night as OG getting a rest because they were playing scrubs. Same so with no me. Disrespect, I, right? I thought he was going to play tonight based on his comments list. Same. Yeah, I didn't, but I guess still like a day-to-day thing where could he play in a couple days? Sure. So we'll keep an eye on both of those. The Timing. OG injury, which seems kind of minor, and the Julius one, which we're waiting for further kind of clarity on. But they're not what you want to hear. That's why it's like shocking. It's, for not, the rant. Sh- it's not shocking. No, OG, no, I don't know, be missing a second straight Time game. It's not shocking. Off he missed the, yesterday's game. Off the Randall injury where there's uncertainty. Yeah. Everything that the Knicks have built after they acquired OG for a second straight night for him to be out. I'm not saying it's a major deal like he's out for the year or anything. Mm. It's kind of, you know, it's not good. Okay. It's not a big deal. They're playing the Jazz tonight who got destroyed by the Nets last night. Like I mentioned yesterday, they can weather this storm because of the stretch of games they have coming up. Not for nothing. My, why are you trying to berate the Knicks? They did nothing wrong here. They blew the Hornets out. First of and all. And you're acting like a day-to-day injury to OG is like a all, big freaking day like the world is about to crash. You're the coalition day-to-day. leader. day If I was a Knicks fan, I'd I'm be I'm not panicking. doing coalition stuff right now. Goodbye, My SNY. Point is, I'm if, being a respectful journalist. If... This was a guy on your team off of another big guy being injured. You would have more concern. Not if I, I beat the Hornets that. by 40, and I think my team is capable of beating the Jazz tonight. Uh, so that's it. You think tonight's hit for OG? This is, and he'll be right well, back? If, if, if Lugie had a report that said he's out for three to six weeks, I'd say, okay, this is a different discussion. Okay. It still sounds like a day-to-day proposition. Uh, you're that's not the al- way it sounds You're not right alarmed now. upon finding out that, wow, this is something he deals with often? He I think every game he goods. misses, it was damaged goods? If he's telling you he cut What the hell is what wrong if, with Hold you? on, hold on, hold on. We haven't even gotten that information to actually have that opinion yet. He says that he's dealt with this. So you're telling me if they come up with a big playoff series, and by the way, we it's dealt not with this the Netflix. playoffs. Bro, but it's January 30th. No kidding, it's not the playoffs. If they're playing a playoff game tonight, it's possible he plays, dude. He has admitted that this is stuff he's dealt with. And by the way, elbows, needs to shoot those corner threes. If this creeps up in the playoffs, that's a major deal if he has to miss a game I, or two. I'm sorry, Nick To fans. me, it's I'm slightly alarming. I, okay. I don't think it's alarming yet. Maybe uh, it will be. I'm not there yet. Well, we disagree. I'm still okay. I would still not be overly concerned. And I think what would make Lugie and other Nick fans feel better is that last night, minus those two guys, and with Thibodeau playing with an incredibly short bench, they still kick the crappy team's ass, which, by the way, they're playing a lot of crappy teams. Like, Utah's a step up in crap, don't get me wrong. They're like a real NBA team, especially recently. Their offense yeah. has been a lot more efficient. They are coming off a of back-to-back, though they didn't have to travel, which is a benefit because they were yeah. getting their ass kicked by Ben Simmons last night. <laughs> but I think they'll be able to overcome this. My point very quickly was, except this guy just kept ripping OG Ananobi's elbow for some reason, was that last night, did you hear that crowd in Charlotte? Big Nick crowd. I mean, my, here's a clip from last night with Mike Breen and Walt Clyde Frazier acknowledging how loud Nick fans were in Charlotte. MVP chance on the road as loud as you'll hear. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it was wow from the beginning. And the reason why that, to me, is a bigger deal than Brooklyn the other night is Brooklyn is just driving somewhere close. <laughs> like, are, are Nick fans traveling to Charlotte on a Monday night, or are there that many New Yorkers living in that area? Like, what's the answer I, to that question? I'm sure there were some that traveled, but there is a lot of North Carolina, South Carolina residents, especially post-pandemic where New York. That are flooded. just Nick New Yorkers? Yeah, yeah. Rangers, Hurricanes is like that, too. Yeah. Some cities are like that. What I find fascinating is that when you go to Philadelphia, like I think Met fans and Yankee fans travel incredibly well. Mets play the Phillies in Phillies. A lot of Met fans there. A lot of Yankee fans there the rare times they go there. Yankees, Orioles, same deal. But when the Sixers play the Knicks, there's like very few Knicks fans. 
Now, I don't know if it's just tougher to get tickets or if the Philly fans are intimidating, but when it's Washington, D.C., specifically, Charlotte, North Carolina, and again, forget the Nets. It's it's not a mocking thing. It's We're in the same city. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have the same impact. It's like Yankee fans showing up at City Field. Like, of course. Like, some people live closer to that arena or stadium, so it has a lesser of an impact. But when they go to D.C. and Charlotte, it's insane. It's yeah. insanity. Even Miami. Do the Knicks fans travel the best of any team in this town? Oh. I think it's Yankee fans, number one. I would say Yankees number one if I had to rank it. Probably. I'm but always going to put an asterisk because of how many New Yorkers are everywhere else, though. Well, but I mean, look, that qualifies for all the teams, though. Qualifies yeah. for everybody. Yankee fan. I think you get more Yankee fans than everywhere, everywhere. But there's also more Yankee fans in general. Yeah, I go Yankees one. Right. The, the, I, I don't no, think they're traveling Yankee fans. I just think there are Yankee fans everywhere, like there are Cowboy fans. Everywhere. Well, but last night in Charlotte, do you think Nick fans just live there, or do you yes. think people travel? No, I think they live there because they want to play golf all year round. It's transplants. I said travel well is not the right term. Uh, take over other stadiums. I like that. Yeah. You can hear from them. They're loud. They rep their so, team. Yes, they're real loud. Real quick. All right? And I'm not going to argue with you guys because literally there's no way to answer this other than you're just your opinion as sports fans. Best New York fan base that gets crowds elsewhere. Yankees number one. Number two, who? Who are we going with number two? The Mets, the Mets do very well, by the way. The Mets do very well. Yeah, especially with the seven line. They I travel to a lot of games. You go I, Mets over I the I Knicks? I think the baseball, and I think the, the time of year helps. I think it's a lot easier for people to pick up and go in June, July, August than it is, you know, January, February. I think it depends on the city and stadium. Like, what the Nick fan does in Washington and Charlotte, I don't think the Met fan does to that level in the same city of Washington, D.C. We do well. I don't know if we do that well. Different I put sport. The, I know, but I think it's tougher to travel if you're traveling. See, Lugie's yeah. saying they're already there. Yeah. All right, so give me a quick ranking. Quick. I'll give it to Lugie. Give me a ranking. I'm going uh, Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Devils, Islanders, Liberty. Did I get to the Jets? No, you never Jets said class. the Mets. Mets, Jets. That's Lib- the worst list I've ever heard. Yeah, Liberty no, my fans, list. they travel well, but not the above the Mets. The Devils and not above the Mets. What? I, it was my Devil list. Devil fans barely I'm travel to Newark. Yankees. Giants, Knicks, Mets, Liberty, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Red Bulls, Jets. You know, oh, St. John's above a I above promised a I wasn't going to attack anybody for their what? list, but that's the worst list I've ever heard. Well, that's just being mean. It's, it's my list. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like you were, it I'm like, entitled to it. It was like a trolling list. No. It's like, I got to put these teams at the bottom. No, no. Uh, you, what's your list, fan All-Stars? Uh, my, my list would be Yankees, Mets, Knicks, Giants, Jets, Rangers, everybody else. That's died. a see. That's a good list, by the way. I differ a little bit, but quibbles, quibbles. Okay, little quibble. By the way, when the football teams are good, we pack road. Places. I think the Jets do a better job than the Giants of traveling. Man, go back and watch that eleven team with those cruise chants on every road game. I don't know. I don't know, man. They took over Jacksonville. Uh, I understand. That's Jacksonville. Does that really count? Yeah. I don't know. I think the Jets travel more than the Giants. Oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to win something. Damn it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.